circumstance. Yeah. Well, and especially like being in a partnership with a man versus a woman, like seeing that kind of difference. Of like, oh, okay. Again, I don't know nothing about any. Maybe I, maybe I need to check out the fellas. <laughs> is that what I need to do? Do I need to go check out the fellas so I can understand? I don't know? think anyone's going to treat me. I wonder, I wonder how the fellas would treat me. Do you ever feel like, like we could be living differently? You <laughs> didn't get to shake enough ass. Welcome to the Any Last Words Pod. My name is Earl Lonnie Hooks. A very, very special thanks to everybody that will be joining us on SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, as well as YouTube, the God in me honors the God in each and every one of you today. <laughs> today, this is another gift. This is another. Uh, this is another present. This is uh, another surprise for me and for everyone that will be listening. I have here the mystical, the serendipitous, maybe, maybe, the enigmatic mm, yes, that, that we will be getting that, into. That's the word. Yeah. The enigmatic. Erin DeRay, for anyone that would like to stalk her, E-R-I-N space D-U-R-A-Y. Erin DeRay, friend that. from work. How are you? Hey, woo! <laughs> Hello, Erin. Great to be here. What's going on? How are you feeling today? Um, well, we had already touched on it a little bit, but I'm. Great. Oh yes, yes, we, yes, we have. I am great. Actually. You're doing well. Yeah, really good. Really, you're doing, really you're good. in a good space. Yeah, you spend mentally, time around really good people. Physically, yeah, a bit. I surrounded myself with a lot of really good people yesterday. Went out and did some really fun things, making experiences. Yes. Um. If you must know, like, <laughs> if, if, oh, that's great. If you, if you, you must know, know, if you're going to continue to twist my arm about it, sure, I, I'll tell you. I'm tired for sure, but that's a constant state of being for me. Um, but thankfully, I had a lethargic. No, I feel lethargic for I'm me. Tired of life and people? No, <laughs> never. What do you come on? How can you give me like that intro and then? Tired of people. Like, well, I certainly have a I social said mystical. Yeah. I said enigmatic, which is another. By the way, actually, for the people, because some people might be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> enigmatic, Earl. What does that mean? Well, for the people that don't know, let's, let's tell them. Enigmatic is resembling an enigma, perplexing, mysterious um, enigma, a puzzling or inex inexplicable occurrence or situa situation, a person of puzzling or contradictory character mm. 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 Oh, mm. oh have you not read that because because well, you have and i feel like you ought to by the way first of all all right let, let's let's do this okay first let's just set this scene by saying that i've been bringing people on here and it's been super awesome to me because i wasn't in this open enough space to bring people on and want to have conversations with a bunch of people in my yeah. life right no matter how close they were to my inner circle or just how on the outskirts they were, I didn't really want people here aside from Keon. Right. You have that for mad episodes. Now I'm having people on. But what happens to be interesting, and I didn't necessarily do this completely on purpose, but the people I'm having conversations with, it see, I am running into the realization that you are, well, 
you're a work friend. Mm-hmm. That means a lot of different we, things we to a lot of different people through work. Through yes. work. Yes. But this is going to be, even though we've had some of our moments where we've been together and had some talks, mm-hmm. which is why you're here now. Mm-hmm. This is going to be our most thorough conversation. The most yes. sit down, present, face to face conversation yeah. that we've had. Yeah. And I don't take that lightly. Like that's. I was thinking the same thing, too. Like, we talk a lot about having these long-form conversations, and because we know each other through work, we get these, like, brief Mm. glimpses into what could be Mm. the long-form conversation, and then it's like, go get glasses, you know? Yes. And and it's done. Go get ketchup. Go get butter. Go get this. And it's always like, let's talk about this in a little bit. Let's put a pin in this. Right, And then nine times out of ten, like, it never gets picked up. So, yes. Well, of course it couldn't. I told you about food and beverage industry to me and how I'm certain it's like this for a lot of other just fast paced industries and fast paced regions, Mm -hmm. just the north of the United States versus the south and things like that. And just Mm -hmm. cities versus rural areas, people being on a different sort of tempo, a different Mm -hmm. BPM, like people are moving. Literally. And in the food and beverage industry, if you've ever been in any fucking food and beverage industry, you've ever been anywhere in any restaurant of any kind, people are moving. People are moving and shaking. They're getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. So the whole point is it births. It encourages mm-hmm. pithy, witty, quick information. Yes. That's the way you have conversation as servers, as whomever, chefs. You got you to keep yeah. moving. So it breeds a bit more of a superficiality to conversation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's where we met. That's what we kind of do at work. And like you said, it it gives you glimpses into the window of what could be. Yeah, like a... Right. And so, why are you here? Now, you tell me, because you you can't speak on why I brought you here, but you tell me why you're sitting in the seat. So, I'll start by saying thank you for having me. De nada. This is a really cool thing for me. Um, I've never done anything like this, and it's actually something I've wanted to do for quite some time. So, thank you for being the, the maiden voyage. Ooh, yes. why did you want to do this? Um, this being without... just a, a recorded, cohesive, coherent, mm-hmm. slightly structured, but still loose conversation. Yeah, well, because I like the way that I interact with people. Okay. Does that, like, I... Go for it. I, I'm learning much more about myself the last couple of years. Um, and to be able to, like, sit down and say, like, Oh, I actually really like who I am. Okay. Does that, you know what I mean? Like, not to be, like. (laughs) Arrogant, egocentric. Yeah. Yeah. I realize I should probably have the words to say because there's only so much that's. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. It's fine because I'm reading um, everything that's happening. So I always have the words. I know you are. I see it, too. Um, How does that make you feel? That I read everything in front of you. Good, me. actually, because I do the exact same thing. And okay. that's one of the, probably the main reason that I wanted to do this is we have these glimpses into these potential long form conversations. But I know that you're approaching a lot of the conversations, the circumstances, the environments, not necessarily the exact same way that I do, but mm-hmm. you are reading into things that most people wouldn't think to look at or read into. Okay. And for me, that's always been um, not an exhaustive process, but it definitely takes more energy to 
to tune into those certain to things. To give a shit yeah. in life, period. It exactly. takes energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then if you don't have anyone to just like bounce those things off of, mm. you just hold it. It's, you know, like there's a lot of things rattling around up in your brain. Mm. So to be able to sit down with someone and say like, these are the things that I've you know been remarking on. These are some of the connections I've been making lately. Yeah. Um, that's really important to me because I, first and foremost, like in any relationship, platonic or romantic or whatever, um, if I can't sit down and have a conversation, like a conversation, um, I made a joke about it the other day, like, fuck small talk. Fuck small talk. <laughs> like, I can't. I know. I walked into you the other day. <laughs> yeah. It was like, hey, Aaron, and we gave each other a quick embrace, and it was awesome. It was cool. It felt great, as your energy always does, you know, yeah. even when sometimes you got to act. That way, and it's not really you're you're really at your baseline chilling. Yeah. But you Base but you neutral. want to give people mm-hmm. the guise of everything is fantastic all the time and it's beaming and it's vigorous and all this sort of stuff. I mean, and I come out and I give you a hug mm-hmm. and you're just but, like, Hey Earl, hey, fuck all the small talk. How's your heart? And I'm like, Oh, okay. Wait, so let's get to So it. whatever it was I was about to talk about, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Where's your heart at? Respectfully. <laughs> fuck that respectfully fuck that yeah because it's it's never that i don't want to hear it it's never that i don't want to have the small talk um, yeah i i think how I does make... this make you feel right now i'm holding a book <laughs> called <laughs> the fine art of small talk by a fine woman oh i didn't even mean to do that by a woman named deborah fine she's a fine woman oh, she... <laughs> named deborah yeah. fine um how to start conversation, keep it going, building networking mm-hmm. skills, and leave a positive impression. Because. Go for it. I get bored with small talk. Not for the reasons that you might think. Okay. Not, not like I don't really like want to hear about the small things of the small talk. Okay. But um, I, I'm good at talking. Okay. Really. Yes. Is what it is. Okay. I'm good at engaging, I yes. should say. And that's something that in recent months I've really like honed in on like I've always been the charismatic person that's mm-hmm. able to have the conversation hold the conversation mm-hmm. but only recently I'm like you know what I like I would want to talk to you I would okay talk to me. okay and part of that I love is, this beaming confidence we're getting on the pod today I, I would want to talk to me I would want hey all you yeah. listeners y'all listening to me right now yeah. come talk to me there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance certainly but the thing that changed my mind was if you walk into the room with the confidence of a mediocre white man, there is nothing you cannot do. We're about to get some... Let me pour this back up. These are about uh, to get... We're about to have some go. wild bars getting off today. Yes, yes. If you walk into a room with the confidence mm-hmm. of a... Of a you said a, a mediocre. mediocre white man. Yes. There's nothing that you can't do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I shit you not. I shit you not. Um I don't want <laughs> my life. <laughs> Hold on, bro. Hold on. Oh, let's, let's process. Let's oh process. fuck. Yes. Off the rip. What are we 10 minutes in? Okay. Go. Okay. <laughs> um Oh, shit. I have, and we'll get into it because we discuss um, untethering. You know? Yes. It's, it's been an, uh, a season of untethering. Um, 
and some of that has been thank you well for the people that don't know let's give them an idea of what the untethering is how how this mm. came to be like what is untethering what are you untethering why does it make you feel a certain way so mm. start with what is untethering because you and I have already spoken about this a little it's, bit. It's um, well for me personally, it's not it's not just the cutting of something. It's not the cutting of ties with a person or place or thing. Um, it is a disconnect from a former version of me. Really, um, okay. I've, I've been waking up uh, increasingly more and more every day. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waking up more and more every day um, less connected to the person that I once was. Um, and I realize that's, that's very abstract. But um, like, for example, um, something happened the other day and I literally had like a moment, like a lightning bolt moment where I felt, Aha. yes, like, Bing. like some part of me, this is what it was. This is what it was. Because we're, we're speaking on confidence, and I've always been a very confident person. Okay. I've always had this, um, you know, I was raised by my dad, um, a lot of, like, male influence energy in my life, and I think mm. that helped. My dad, growing up, would always say But like, not just any male, because there are a lot of bitch-ass dudes out there, so yes. we're not going to get that through the way, like, if any man raises you, yeah. you just going to get exactly. manly man, bear grills type of vibes. Like, it's not, it's not that. No. But your father yes. was a certain type of father. Yes. Um, military, he, correct? No, actually. No, not military. You guys just moved around just for the shit of it. Basically, yeah. Okay. That's a question I get a lot. Okay. Um, but he, growing up, would always say, like, if you can handle me, you can handle anyone. Mm. And he was right. So my, that's the approach my older brother took, I think. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. How's that working for you? Fantastic. Look at me. I don't give a shit. You're great. Exactly. But I don't but think, not- but, but the, I, again, everything, it's an amalgam, right? So mm-hmm. a bit of what he did definitely works. I do believe, I'm a firm believer that there is a healthy type and amount of bullying. Yes. That one should <laughs> receive or can mm-hmm. receive, is capable of receiving and yes. not completely imploding. Structured. Structured bullying. Yeah. Right? Tapered bullying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. There, there is that. And I think my brother gave that to me. And I think my dad definitely did that too. A lot of like, a lot of shit that he would pull. Looking back, I realized like if I was a parent, like I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like you gotta, you gotta have like your shits and gigs. You gotta get a kick out of like being a parent, you know? you're like the small little experiments and things you're going to do with your kids without them knowing exactly yeah 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 and that was him so um, okay because we're speaking on masculinity yes because masculine and feminine energy exists within everybody Mm -hmm. and i i'm very much like feminine like when i when i walk into a room like i exude feminine energy if i'm speaking for myself femininity femininity yes if you will uh, but then when you get into a conversation with me and you see how I actually move. Mm, how you conduct yourself, get exactly. shit done. It it fares more on the side of masculine mm. um, because, because of my upbringing, because I was raised by my dad who wasn't military, but in some ways militant. Like mm-hmm. Just had certain things. Yes. Um, 
And he, growing up, like, this is going to sound, you know, you're learning a lot about me today, but. Um, 1,000% most thorough conversation we'll ever have. Or, I'm sorry. Ever? I'm sorry. <laughs> most com- and that's all, most, folks. most thorough conversation <laughs> that we have had is what I meant that's to say. Far. Yes, yes, yes. So he, growing up, like, you know, my parents were divorced when I was five. Um, uh, mine too. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure you can definitely relate then. So my dad wanted to have like a feminine figure in my life for me. Yeah. Because growing up, like my dad was the one who was teaching me a little bit about makeup. And it wasn't like teaching Mm. like this is how you contour. Like, no, this was Aaron. Like you have raccoon eyeliner. Like, let's fix that before you go to school. Like that. Oh, that's a real nigga. He's cool. He's cool for that. Like, I I enjoy it. What? Are you kidding me? Well, we're getting to that. Oh. We're getting. Oh. Oh. So, sorry, Father. I, and I, I am so. She led with love. Now she's about to tear you down. No, it's it's nothing but love. Okay. I lead this conversation and talking with you about my dad or talking about my dad with anybody like with nothing but compassion and mm. appreciation. Um, but part of the recent untethering has been recognizing that certain shit just like can't fly anymore. Yeah. Um. It, not just because, like, you know, I'm 25 now. I'm an adult. Like, I, I want to do adult things. I'm no longer. I'm always his daughter, but I'm no longer that person. Or I no longer play that role where it's, like, necessarily appropriate for him to be imposing certain things on me. Or Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I, I definitely understand what you're saying. I think a lot of the times I've talked to Keon, my co-host, mm-hmm. about how usually in life you you get to know people you get kind of stuck in a groove or a rut if it turns out to be a rut to you with mm-hmm. certain people and the way that they perceive you they've yes. known a certain version of you for so long that they get that's who you are mm-hmm. it has now been crystallized yep. in their in their mind right so how are they supposed to view you differently if there are not conversations and or actions that indicate that you are now a whole different being. Yes. And not only that, you also have to understand their level of acceptability. Mm-hmm. They're like, they may not be willing and ready to understand this new version right. of you because you it's have much to meet e- them where they are. Yeah. It's much easier to just keep you in this box that I've had you in my whole life. Like, I don't want to do the whole, like, what do you mean I have to keep learning you? Like, why? Yeah. I don't feel like doing, I, I learned the first you I'm done. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do I it. I raised so you. I know everything about you. Right, exactly. Like, so, it's, so it's laziness because you? people don't want to yeah. talk about the forever evolving people that we are. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just easier to do that. So exactly. I understand why we get stuck in those, in those crystallized versions of ourselves yeah. in people's minds and eyes, and, hearts well, and, and because souls. because of that, like, how can you pass advice on to someone when you don't even know like, where they are in their life? Listen, man. This you is what try I try your best. As but... I take a sip of this, listen. People don't really know shit. <laughs> we're, we're all just walking around trying to do our very best mm-hmm. with what we have at the moment. Mm-hmm. And every time you read a good book, or you hear the next quote or you have the next conversation or you do the next drug, whatever happens that happens to expand your consciousness, mm-hmm. you think for a second, oh, fuck, how was I living before this? How was I just operating without this piece of information, without this this uh, remnant of wisdom that came from whomever, yeah. like whatever the case is. So you're constantly feeling that way. Yeah. 
So you just know that to a certain degree, you don't really know everything that you think that you know mm -hmm. and that you just need to relax. And that's and that's going to be that, whether it's relaxing upon yourself and how you feel with yourself mm -hmm. and accepting yourself for who you are and other people having whatever image of you that they're going to have. You also have to be OK with that because you don't yeah. know what operating system that they're working off of. Mm -hmm. And that's what just, version of you they're working off of. Yeah, too. like that's just gonna that's just gonna be that. So yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah it's it's okay. So so that's that's the thing though is, I've I'm now um, I, I've I've buried like an old version of myself. Right. And he is working under the assumption that I am still that person and will continue to be that person, and so it's hard to. Really, like, there was, like, one final moment that I didn't realize was the final moment at the time. But, like, now that there's been some time and space, like, that was it. And, you know, growing up, whenever we would have conversations, like, I'm I'm a very sensitive type. Mm -hmm. I have a thick skin, but I'm sensitive. I realize okay. that's, like, a... No, no, no. I see what you're you know saying. What I mean? You think that that's some sort of oxymoron or that doesn't necessarily... It doesn't... Jumbo shrimp. Ha! <laughs> no! Yeah. Because shrimp... Or shrimp. People know what shrimp is. Mm -hmm. So if it's jumbo, you're giving me the largest type okay. of shrimp. Old news. Go for it. No. Old news. What, what, it's what? new, but it's old. Old news. I can keep going. Well, well, well no. <laughs> but, but, but these things, to me, make sense. Mm -hmm. It's news to someone I haven't seen it. It's right, new to right, me. right. Like it's like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's new news mm -hmm. to someone. It's old news, depending upon who's telling it. Like who, whatever narrative they already have, whatever mm -hmm. information they've already downloaded from whatever yeah. sources. Yeah, it's Constantly old news to evolving. them, but it's new news to someone else. Yeah, it's the as, same uh, but different. That's you heard me say that ten thousand. <laughs> yes, times. exactly. My favorite so, thing. So ever. to me, these world of oxymorons and things like that, like there's a space for that. Like that, that, yeah, that it means things to me. So. No, I don't. I don't think that that's crazy at all. I mean, and honestly, all of this came, in some degree, from enigma. Mm. You being enigmatic, and how that is contrasting characteristics. It's mysterious. Mm -hmm. I just read this to you. Now you had clearly <laughs> had an issue with the definition that I read because well, you're like, I what? Forget. I don't think that that's me. It but, was one word. But you told me, upon asking you, I think I said something like, "What? What?" Um, what word describes you or what couple of words describe you? You said enigmatic. Now, something that we've also spoken about already is that mm -hmm. you see in me that I look at people, that I read yeah. the body language, the tone, the word usage, everything, mm -hmm. the clothing. I'm reading it all. So I'm looking for things people aren't looking for. Mm -hmm. You also said to me one time when we were having one of our moments, mm -hmm. that was one of the more thorough conversations we had, that I sound like for for some reason I seem to ask the right questions. Yeah, I ask only ask the questions. right questions mm -hmm. or say the right things because I'm looking at the right things. Mm -hmm. I know what to look for in things. That's the only reason. So, well, you could say the same words to me. You could say a sentence to me and say it to the next person. Oh, the next person is just going to take it at face value. I right. take it at that as far as uh, and and deeper as well. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at all different sorts of things. I'm reading between the lines. What did this word mean? Again, what does this conversation mean for the relationship? Did she use this in reference to something else? Mm -hmm. What does that reference mean? It's it's all sorts of stuff that go into these communicational things. 
which is why I brought up Deborah Fine small talk, small talk because it's because people get hung up on small talk being something that is cheap and mm-hmm. fleeting. It's meaningless, and it feels these are these are yeah. wrong. These are wrongly uh, diagnosed tropes that we work mm-hmm. off of. These things are incorrect, and yeah. it only takes someone that's going to get into communicational type of books to understand that because communications is not something we learn in school. Something mm-hmm. I've been passionate about, something I've had a talent for, something I've gone out of my way to learn more about. Mm-hmm. But where do people learn communication? Where do you learn communication? Yeah, so as you go thing. through, you you got your history, your math, your science, whatever the fuck, your English, mm-hmm. and you're going. And English doesn't do that part of it, it for doesn't, you. It does no, some because things. it's more like the words themselves, ah, and not how it's the boom, vehicle. We ran of... into that's what you studied. Yeah, that's... It was composition, right? um, or Creative writing, what is it? Uh, English uh, literature. English and, literature. And critique theory. And critique theory. Okay, so you can get into this. You can, yes. Yeah. Okay, exactly. Let's get it. I Not to, if I may, if I may just toot my own horn Step here. Step back, everybody. Step I don't back. know if you know this. Oh, shit. Something tells me I don't. Just the way that you even so, put that energy out there, yeah, I feel like I don't know it. The hands, too. Because um, someone had asked me the other day, like, what you know what's your background and the first thing i thought of was like oh like i've been in the service industry for like 10 years didn't even think to say like oh um yeah i graduated with honors from one of the top programs in my field um, mm. i'm a published author mm. i've been featured in vice articles mm. i've sat on a panel talking to distinguished academics mm. about my writing 22 years old so yeah if we want to talk about it let's talk what is your at if the people need to at you um, anyway, what is your, I, just let me step away. Do a shameless plug real fast. Okay. So. And I know it's shameless too. My, I don't have like a huge online presence. That's the thing. So? Cause I, well, cause I'm working on big projects right now. And so what I want to, I'm like taking a step back. I'm going to reconfigure like the actual presence online before I drop this project. Mm. So I have, so my, so my main at. Is if you want to find me on Instagram, it's at Aaron Deranged, uh, D U R A N G E D, which I realize is not the correct spelling, but you know, as you had enunciated before, D U R A Y. So I was going with that. So um, I understand. that is my main handle. Um, I, I have, I have a Finsta, but that's that's for me. That's for me. That's probably. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Well, explain explain to me as you've been explaining so many things to me, even off air with the ASMR and all this sort of stuff and the soap cutting. Explain to me what the drive to a finsta is. Um, I want to show my ass a little bit. I want to show my my family see it and not have. People know it's me doing the things that I. Well, no, people can. I want to engage me. with the online. Oh, they can know it's you. Well, that's the thing is like the Finsta is made for like super close friends. Okay. For yes, them yes, to yes. see like my like people know my usual shenanigans like my um, right, right my right. main page is like family uh, family friends uh, people like loose acquaintances. So you can get away with all the dirty nasty exactly. shit that you want to get away. Yeah, okay. like I. I post um, right. like videos of me smoking. Like not everyone knows uh, that I smoke. I think yeah. by this. Point okay, see, if I was living okay, like a in a separate life, like a split screen life, this yeah. is what I would need. 
if yeah. I wasn't so open, like if my grandma didn't know that I tripped out on drugs, then this is what I would do. Yeah, exactly. Got you. Exactly. Got you, got so you, it's you. more for close friends to be like, hey, yeah. Yeah. look at me. Right, hey, like, right, so right. That kind of thing. But I don't do it for, I don't do it for likes. Like sometimes you just feel on yourself and like I want to post a little something and like I don't want to have my fucking cousin being like, why are you half naked on Instagram. It's like, because I'm like, you, bitch. Yeah, what the fuck you mean? Why what I, does it mean? You like, just told me off air and this gate put the battery in my back. I was just playing Summertime by Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff. Summer, summertime. <laughs> summertime. Ooh, okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, clearly, spring started today. Fall. Fall. I'm so, whoa. Whoa. Fall started today. I wish. I wouldn't go back and like redo anything from this year. But oh. if it was spring, if it was spring, I feel like oh I'd be God. in a good place. Well, there's a thought experiment that like if you could go, if you lived the rest of your life and on your deathbed, you had the opportunity to go back and do it all over again, but nothing changed. Like you, you couldn't, you're like your memory was wiped and you started over and you just lived the exact same life. Right. Would you do it? And the answer should be yes. Like, you should at that point. Whose answer should be yes? Um, All the people that have had wildly blessed lives? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely. Some motherfuckers it's a were born. Thought experiment. Their mom had malaria. Mm. They starved for three years and then died. No, nah, I don't want to do it nah, again. I don't want to do it again. Yeah, there's some people, and it doesn't even have to be that extreme, but mm-hmm. there are mad people who's just like, no, nah, I'm good on a second life. No, nah, I'm fine. Yeah, no, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm fine. Y'all can have that. Mm-hmm. But that's, it's a very, it's a privileged um, thought experiment for sure. But it's the idea that like you are supposed to be present in your everyday actions and going goings on. Going on? Going on. Going on. Why not? There we go. Yeah. Um that you are fulfilled in those things to, to you, want to do it again. That sounds beautiful. It does. That sounds theory. like a fantastic, mystical type of thing to say. Thank you. Fantastic. For everyone that doesn't think that there is a word for everything in this language, serotonal, or I'm sorry, serotonal or serotonal, pertaining to or occurring in late summer. Serotonal, serotonal, occurring in late summer, right? Word for everything. So what I'm saying is I'm playing Summertime by Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Prince, which for y'all that don't know, if it's that's wild if you don't know, is Will Smith back in the day. Late summer. Actually, not even summer anymore, but late summer, okay? I'm I'm serotonially playing this song. Mm -hmm. Now, in honor and homage of summertime you told me you <laughs> didn't get to shake enough ass i did not during this summer and so I'm when your cousin is asking you why you're naked smoking weed because i didn't get to shake enough ass exactly. that's what you tell them well tell me about this phenomenon of shaking ass how it makes you ass. feel why didn't you get enough of it <sighs> i need to i need to know because it's never for me a a, a prerequisite for a good summer has never been shaking my ass. Mm-hmm. So but, I need to gain some insight. And this is why I'm bringing people on. I want insight. You don't need to shake ass to have a good summer. Right. But a good summer has a healthy dose 
of ass shaking. Tell me about it. So I... Um, How does shaking your ass make you feel? I think we should start it's, there. It's meditative, Honestly. truly. Honestly, like, tell me. Because, you know... You know, listen, I'm black. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> I'm black. So I know that within the culture, mm-hmm. shaking ass is a thing. It's been a thing. Yes. If you ever find videos of African women shaking ass, it'd be so seamless. They don't... It's so nonchalant. No. Like They'll water. have like a jug of water on their head with a, with a fruit basket. Jug of water. Or baby. Mm, mm-hmm. Jug of water, jug of water. <laughs> Moving they like double water. The, so they got a baby <laughs> in one hand that they raising, a basket of fruit in the other, mm-hmm. a jar of water on their head, and, they, and they're walking past like a little whatever's going yeah. on. Some people beating on drums and having a good time, and they just start shaking ass while they're doing all this. It's just something in the blood. Yeah. Right? So I am sensitive to this. Mm-hmm. I, I have these sort of sensibilities. I can understand that. Right. So I don't want you to think I'm judging you at all. I, this is funny. Don't get me wrong. I'm right. going to poke fun at it. But that's just because there's humor in everything for me. Yes. Now tell me honestly. Okay. It's liberating. It's meditative to shake it your is. ass. It is. Because, um, you know, everyone has a different version of meditation. But Yes. Dancing, like true, like movements. You think about like witch circles. It's literally just a bunch of naked people dancing in a circle. And I'm not saying that's what I'm doing. Well, but like well I think actual... I think if, if it's a witch, if it's probably if it's constituted as as a witch mm-hmm. circle, mm-hmm. there's probably a bit more going on than just some ass shaking. Certainly, certainly, yeah, certainly, yeah. But um, <laughs> it, movement in itself is um a conduit. Or feminine energy. It really oh, is. So you, were, you, I didn't think you were going to attach the femininity onto there. Yeah, hundred percent. But okay. But but there's more to it because it's people think that sexuality is mutually exclusive. Well, okay. People think that you can't be sexual or um, you know just kind of in your ass shaking mood okay but also be able to sit down and have like an intellectual conversation and talk about critique theory <laughs> those and people and which you want to talk about middle or not middle-aged but just mediocre white dudes th- that culture whoever it is that think group that think tank you're talking mm-hmm. about every single one of them their name is tim or bob and they're 48 years old is your is your father's name tim or bob my dad's name is Tim. <laughs> literally, oh, literally felt the blood. And, from and how face. would your father feel about this conversation of you shaking ass not. and how it makes you? Okay. See, I, I am locked. I am locked in. We are here. I am potting. People know that I bring it to. I bring the shits to mm-hmm. this pod. Yeah, you're really good at reading. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Tim and Bob's of age 47 and above. Yep. Yes, they yes, they think that. We're in yes. 2021. Different people are running stuff. I don't think it's always the right people running stuff, but they're right. different people. They're different ideas. People are getting more fluid and understanding of things. Mm-hmm. You are just naive, narrow-minded, closed off to the world in general. Yeah. If you feel like 
someone can't shake their ass in minute one and then in minute five come back and drop gems on you. Yeah, exactly. That is just incorrect. And that's been the thing that it doesn't stress me out, but we were speaking about like my circle getting a little bit smaller and smaller. It's because a lot of not even like friends that I know of, but just like people that have been in my life surrounding me operate with that mentality that the minute you start shaking ass, the people that you've been around think that well, no longer, but like you got to get away from them. No, I'm. Oh, okay. They're they're, they're, okay. They're on top. They're completely Completely on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Um, sure. But yeah, it's like, it's oh, definitely nah, like man. an internalized thing. Like if nah, you, if you, you want to shake your ass, dance, nah, man, you got to do that. I am definitely that that white bitch to be like, I just want to dance, but that's re- like I just want to fucking dance. I yeah. really do. Like I'm not trying to talk to anybody. I'm not trying to get anyone's numbers. Like I came here probably with my girls, and I'm just trying to throw mm, some ass. But 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, hold on a second. We are going, because in case you didn't know, because you are a listener of this pod to some degree, you've listened to some. That's wild too, because we haven't even really gotten into the fact that you listen to this Mm -hmm. and I just have to walk around not knowing. But but I've I've talked about this. I'm not going to keep doing it, listeners, that I know people listen. They're going to come on the podcast. I don't know them. They know me much more. Mm -hmm. I, I get that. Still... Very, just as interesting to me as it was on day one. It's still just a very interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, no. Let's 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 just for a, a quick second focus on this enigma thing. Yes. Because I do want to get this over with for a second. Because yes. I do. You know, I, we, and we're finished up with you shaking ass. If you would like to continue shaking, well, the ass. ass shaking is part of the enigma. It it, it is. It is uh-huh. because we're talking about the contrasting characteristics. Mm-hmm. But they're only contrasting if you think that they're contrasting. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. For for you to think, because these are these are pre-existing paradigms that people are living inside of. Yes. So if you feel like someone cannot shake their ass and be intelligent, you are living in the medieval ages. You are yes. you're just in a wild place. By the way, anything I've ever li- watched that was medieval. A lot of the times, a lot of the guys that were running to these wild whorehouses, mm-hmm. they really fucked with like one chick there. And they would go back yeah. and they would keep fucking some chick. Medieval age, I'm talking about when I'm watching like Game of Thrones or anything Game right, of right, Thrones ish. Right. I've always been in a medieval times. I've always been into knights and dragons and kings yeah. and I've always loved that type it's, of it's stuff. It's fantasy. Like, I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. So. Those dudes really liked the chick, right? And it wasn't their main chick. It was some chick they went to the whorehouse to no, see. No, it wasn't their wife. But, but, but why was that? It was because maybe, maybe mm-hmm. there was this whore that they liked. And I'm just using that word because that's what they called. That's yeah. what they were doing, right? Yeah. I don't Trollop, mean that. if you will. Right. If you want to get Shakespearean with it. What is it? Trollop. Trollop. T-R-O-L-L-O-P. Trollop. Trollop. Let's call them Trollop because that sounds Trollop. like a dollop. Dollop. Of something nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a dollop of dandelions dollop, is what a trollop is. A dollop of whore, if you. <laughs> yeah, a dollop of, I'd love to have a dollop of whore. How much does that cost? So, <laughs> just a dollop. <laughs> I can't so do too much, much now. How much for the hour? I can't do too much. A dollop. Right. Just a dollop. Um, you got to know exactly how much of a dosage is right for you and things. That's mm-hmm. what a part of growing up is. Learn, I would just like a limits. dollop. You give me a ladle of yeah. ass. <laughs> Woo! I'm handle. going off the deep end. Couldn't like I'm falling off the wagon. No okay. way. 
they go to talk to these trollops. They go to talk to these trollops because I think that these people are a little bit freer. They yes. have been untethered from a lot of the things mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that other people, lay people, if you may want to call them that, yeah. have not delved into. Mm-hmm. A part of themselves they haven't been able to find or feel comfortable enough letting loose mm-hmm. and allowing the world to see and experience. Yes. That's what I think it is. So they were able to talk about they were they were being real people. Yes. Talking about some real things. And they be intelligent. Because mm-hmm. they're they're worldly. It's a different view of intelligence. Intelligence, mm-hmm. you know, manifests itself in so many different ways. So these these trollops. They were they were worldly. They dealt with so many different types of people. Mm-hmm. They just had a different pulse on humanity. Right. They had their hand on the pulse of humanity. They understood people differently, mm-hmm. which is what makes a good trollop. Right. Understanding the guest. Right. Giving that great customer service. You can only give that great customer service if you I, understand I like that people. It's customer service. Yeah. That's legit. Yeah. That's the oldest customer service in the book. It's the it's oldest being a profession. Trollop. It's the oldest profession. Fucking. Just fucking. Straight up. Because it's purely carnal. It is purely primal. It's the three F's. Fighting, food, fornicating. <laughs> it's the, like those are the three hey, things sure. innate to humans. Like you okay. need you need those three things. You know, procreation, but like Enigma. <laughs> it is a noun, a puzzling or inexplicable occurrence or situation. Here's a sentence for you. His disappearance is an enigma. That has given rise to much speculation. Mm-hmm. Next, to a person of puzzling or contradictory character. Second sentence. To me, he has always been an enigma. One minute completely insensitive, the next moved to tears. Mm. Mm. Okay. Now okay. you've talked about being sensitive, but being Definitely. hard and you a militant man raised you. Not a military man, a militant man yes. has raised you, blah, blah, yes, blah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. A saying, question, picture, etc., containing a hidden meaning riddle. Are you still fighting the definition I of the word that I've bestowed upon you, which you first bestowed upon yourself when I asked you mm-hmm. months ago mm-hmm. what a word or various words would mean to describe you? Uh, and you said, I think I'm an enigma. I think I'm an enigma. I think I was a little bit more confident when I said it. I think I'm an enigma. You didn't I'm say I'm a thing. You said, I'm an enigma, I'm bitch. An enig- Don't exactly. nobody fucking know me. Exactly. I'm a mystery. <laughs> You'll never know me. Riddles. I'm onion. So Layers. The, so the thing is, which by the way, you can get to know an onion if you peel back the layers. I just happen to be a person that peels back because the layers. Because you know how what? to peel an onion. Right. Yes. So the point is, when you said that, I kind of laughed. Mm-hmm. In my heart, in my mind, I laughed. I don't think I laughed outward. I might have. I, no, I don't think so. I think you gave me, you, you did this. Like, mm, I gave you. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I did. Which okay. told me everything I needed to know. It was a meditative thought. Yes. Was, I part, do, which is a meditation. But, I do realize, um, I, I realize how it might look uh, having ascribed that word to me. Like. How do you think it looks? Like, um, like I'm just not like other girls, you know, mm. because you'll never know me. I've heard. So I just heard <laughs> from someone because I didn't really take this into too much consideration that they feel as though enigma or enigmatic, mysterious, all mm-hmm. this hard to read. That these are things that a lot of people deem themselves to be mm-hmm. because they because it seems cool. 
to, yeah, to and say I, that and about yourself. I didn't yourself. say it for those reasons. And just, I'm sure you picked up on it, but I operate purely in like hyper irony. Okay. Um, very camp, mm. if you will. Mm. So when I say things like, I'm not like other girls, like, that's the joke in itself. Yes. Just so we're, cl- and you know, mm-hmm. so they know. Yes. 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 Exactly. Um, but that's something that I feel. I, that's something I feel. I don't, it, it's not an arrogance thing. Uh, I would want to you, know me. You, but you've had various moments. This is the reason why I bring this up. Because you use that word. I I don't use that word for myself if people ever ask me. Mm-hmm. I think that it's an interesting thing to ask uh, or to say about yourself. Not that, again, it's arrogant or egocentric or any of these mm-hmm. types of things are overflown. But I do feel like it is an interesting thing mm-hmm. to say about yourself. It interests me for, for various reasons. I'm trying to figure out exactly what you think. We talked about the word cool off air. Yeah. I'm trying to feel I'm trying to figure out exactly what you feel like constitutes as mysterious as enigmatic. Why do you feel that? Mm. What situations or instances have you gone through that has reassured or reaffirmed that view of yourself? Now, mm-hmm. you came to me a while ago and you told me about you and another listener of the podcast. Sorry, I just put that out there, but it really doesn't matter. It doesn't, it it doesn't, doesn't really matter. matter. Like, we talked about the said, nitty-gritty. You said that you and this other person hanging out one day, looking at each other, and for some odd reason, the conversation of Earl came up and it was, yeah, you know, I never really knew if Earl liked me or not. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. If, <laughs> I don't know how he feels about me. I didn't. I don't. I don't. I don't know how to mm-hmm. how to get this guy. Like yes. I don't. I don't quite get him. I don't know what his thing is. Like he's. I'm literally. He's. He's sort of. <laughs> he's sort of off. Like he's. He doesn't run up and try to be in your business and mm-hmm. try to engage in conversation all the time. But if you ever want to have conversation, he's the most engaging person. Yeah, like he's, he's down. He's there. He's ready. So, like, how do you have this person at the same time? Mm-hmm. How do you have the person that sits in the very back of the classroom, but they have the energy of the person that ought to be sitting in the very front or yes. the center of the class? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, how is this the same person? And so you're finding someone that has what you might deem to be contradictory characteristics, yes. which would make them, i.e., mysterious or enigmatic. Yes. So I've had plenty. It's not just you. I've had many a people come to me and be like, yeah, you know, it's really, really hard to know how to navigate space around you, Earl. Like, I don't quite know yeah. how you're feeling about stuff. And in in that's been a lot of people. Telling me this. Oh, I thought you were this type of person. Turns out you were that type of person. Oh, I thought that you were good looking. That comes with you being an arrogant fuckboy piece of shit. So then I never spoke to you. I just assumed that was your energy. Then right. I heard you talking to someone. You seem really nice. So then yeah. I opened up. There's a million different. Well, there's a million you different can be w- both. Way- See? So we're getting further and further into this idea of stirring the pot. Of Which characteristics, I love to do seemingly contradictory or not, mm-hmm. stirring the pot of these things because that's that, that's. If you could ask me one thing that I kind of want to do here, on this planet in this life, yes, that would kind of be one of them. Is just continue to fuck people's brains up, but just yeah. of natural occurrence, just of, yeah, of purely, just of being innocent. myself, yes, just being something that continues to 
have to recalibrate other people's ways of thinking about how they perceive yeah. people. Oh, shit. You do this and this and this mm-hmm. and you're this type of person. And how does this how does it, it all doesn't of this... compute for me? It's yeah. because you have yet to learn the equation. Right. More or less. But that's what I mean. Um, I actually just entirely lost my train of thought. OK. Now. It happens. We'll find, we'll find a new it one. It happens. We'll find a new one. Don't you worry about it. So so that's what I mean necessarily. Like when you're asking me like more or less why would you choose to ascribe enigmatic yes. to yourself? It's because I think you and I operate in similar ways in that we're this, but we're also this. Yes. And we're also this. Yes. And also a little bit of this. We're just very multifaceted human beings. And not to say that yeah. people in general are not. It's just there are certain people that are a lot more in tune with learning about them th- those things themselves mm-hmm. and exhibiting those things to the outside world. Yes. Where we just happen to be a bit more okay. There's levels to this. There's a scale. Yeah. And every, we're just, a, and we're just a bit more okay with showing people mm-hmm. how weird, how eclectic we are. Because yes. there are mad people in the house acting a certain way. Oh, no, never go out in the world and act that way. Never no. in a million years. No, no, no. And then you come to the ALW pod and you listen to me. And you're like, oh, okay. You can do this. Mm-hmm. It is okay to embody all these different things. Like, that's, that's okay. Yeah. To be a mashup, to be a beautiful mosaic. Yes. And you are a mosaic. Like, you are a mosaic. Oh. Thank you. We, not to, you know, take no. away from your shine. Like no, no, everyone no. is the mosaic. It's not one big moment in life that you're working towards. It's the summation of the small moments that the, the, that make the mosaic. If I can make a very holy sort of uh, correlation right now, it would be like a, a stained church. glass window in a, of a church of some kind. Yeah. And you have this mosaic. If you ever looked at a beautifully done stained glass window. Mm-hmm. And you have a sun shining, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to now illuminate this whole thing. But yeah. and that's what I think people are is the full stained glass window. But we are allowing only the, the sunlight to only hit but certain shards of that mosaic. Yes. So only certain parts are shining through that window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you find other people that allow the sun to hit more parts of that mosaic, which give you a better depiction of that entire stained glass window. Exactly. That is my holy scriptural sort of uh, correlation. Well, and I'm a very visual person. So Mm. that's, and that's what it feels like sometimes. Like sometimes it does. (laughs) Sometimes. 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 It does. Abysses. It breaks my heart a little bit knowing that, um, it's not like oh, I have so much to give to the world. It's just like the people in your life that are supposed to know you as as well as you would want them to know you. Yes. That they only see a part of the stained glass. Yes. Well, and interestingly enough, that it's, is it's something fun that you you're say, going to have to get over. You're going yeah. to have to let it go. People yeah. are going to ascribe to you what they're going to ascribe to you. And they're going to subscribe to whatever subscriptions they're going to subscribe to in life in general. Yeah. That's just that's just it. You yeah. can do the best you can as a communicator. The best you can. There have been times when I've come on this podcast and I've killed it. I'm talking about yeah. I laid down every idea or topic, piece of content that I've ever had. 
with every precise word I could find in uh, the person sitting across from me or someone that hears. Yeah, no fucking idea what I'm talking about. No idea what I'm talking about. It just doesn't quite click. They're not at the at the space really yeah. to to be able to absorb the information, whatever it is. But that's that's just kind of how it is. You just got to let that breathe. Yeah, you well, got to let that breathe. I was talking about this actually with someone yesterday, literally about like giving the information. You know, I say it a lot because I think it's really like the best way to describe it. If language is the vehicle, like nothing in this world would exist without language. Truly, like if you cannot communicate an idea, the idea cannot become a physical form. It cannot be like created. It cannot be materialized. Exactly. Um and okay. so you could be the best communicator mm-hmm. in the world. You can have uh a better understanding and appreciation of how to say certain things to certain people. You can understand how it might be perceived because of how you read them. Mm -hmm. And you do all of this um, uh, research, if you will, before Mm -hmm. you even come to them with the idea. Yes. But then once it kind of leaves your hand, Mm -hmm. it then goes to the... (laughs) It is out of your hand. It is truly out of your hand. There's so many unknown variables going in. Like, I've made you this. Yes. And it's... Perfect form. True. Like, to the best of my ability, this is it. Yes. So here you go. Yes. And then they can just... It's whatever. Fuck it all. Yeah, for sure. Uh, And so that brings me to the second, because I haven't even been giving book recommendations the way that I usually do on here. That brings me to the second one that I have here. I just knew this would come in handy. It is called Reconcilable Differences. Mm Mm-hmm. Connecting in a Disconnected World by a wonderful Donna Markova, PhD, and Angie MacArthur, who happened to be, I believe, um, uh, fa- no, mother-in-law, daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. Angie MacArthur, I believe, is, cool. is, is the daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. But either way, they talk about understanding, communication, learning, and trust, and how we all do these things differently. We all yes. learn how to trust differently. We all learn how to learn differently, communicate differently, learn things differently. So. When you're talking about the way that you're going to communicate something to someone, mm-hmm. you have no idea how they receive information, what the process is like. If if they need, like you said, you're a visual learner. If they need yeah. visuals in front of them, if they just need, if they're an auditory learner, mm-hmm. and they just need to be hearing things, and they need to work through them with words, if they need to write them down, mm-hmm. jot notes down, go back to them. You have no idea about if they need to be up and moving and, yeah. and pacing back and forth. You have, shaking ass. You're shaking ass. You have no idea what does it for certain people. <laughs> so all you can do is what you can do. Meet them where they are. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's it. So you just kind of got to get over that. Question. Since you are so visual and you did literary and theory yeah literary critique critique right yeah boom the great gatsby okay <laughs> okay you are at you aaron duray are at a gatsby like event beautiful fountains lavish diamonds shooting out the fountain mm. right mm-hmm. people pulling up in maybachs also, Ferraris, the Benzie. you know, the new Teslas, they getting out top to bottom fly. Mm-hmm. 
crazy good looking. People smelling good, hair looking good. Dream. Smelling good is not overrated. It's underrated, by the way. Smelling 100%. good. One hundred percent. I one of my actual fears in life is just, not smelling is good. Is just smelling bad. I'd like to layer my scent, so I mm. you know I sh- I wash my body with a certain kind of soap, Definitely and then wash. I get out, wash. put some lotion on, put yes. perfume on over that deodorant, Yo. and I've like I've cultivated my scent. Okay, very very like over the years, like I know exactly what works for me. I know the by kind the way, of vibe. Is, by the way, there's nothing wrong with natural scents, people. There's nothing no. wrong with natural sense. It's natural sense is kind of, yeah, it's kind of like, mm, like, I know what you smell like. I kind of like yeah. your smell. Yeah. That's different than just being smelly and nasty. But someone's real smell, yeah, like, that's not, we're humans. We were kind of yeah. meant for that. Like, how do and you And that's just more smell? information. Now. Gatsby. Well, yeah, I'm going to get into Gatsby for a second, but then you brought me on to something else for a quick second. Quick okay. second being. Sidebar. For all of you people that are going into the bathroom. Washing your face and leaving the bathroom with zero moisturizer on your face. Don't even get me started. I, I, it floors. I don't know. I, I don't even. It's amazing to me the things that human beings can become accustomed to. Yes. Yes. Do you think people in medieval times were worried about moisturizing? No, their but face? that but that's the thing. So then you get on to a point where moisturizing is something that is quite regular, okay? This uh-huh. day and age. But you still have people walking around like medieval people yeah. and not putting moisturizer. Using three in one for their whole face and body. Bruh. I dated those people. See, and that and you have a problem. <laughs> I do. You can't date someone I, that just walks out of the bathroom after washing their face and not putting moisturizer on. Oh because the God. way that your face feels, it begs to it I, begs the question exactly who raised you? Because yeah. as a black child growing up, you had someone's grandma or your mom or somebody just wildly putting Vaseline uh-huh. on your face just Cocoa butter or Vaseline. Yes. And you're like, no, mom, stop. Like, get off of me. It's sticky. Trying to get away, but they're putting on Mac because you're not walking out the house just looking ashy and all that. So I understand that this has been a little bit more of a white people thing than yes. it is a black person just walking out with no moisturizer. White people smelling like pennies when it rains. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> Yo. Yo. Aaron. I can say that what because I smell good. Wait. White people smell like. Pennies me, when it rains. What? Just, wh- why do they smell like copper? Like easily so and, and frequently transferred copper. Because they're using <laughs> like copper that came three out three and one, three and one to wash head and shoulders for the whole thing. Well, I mean, top like, to bottom, it's, a, it's head and shoulders. They told you. Shoulders. This is it. This is the cutoff. The yeah. soap starts working after the shoulder. Well, that was just a catchy name. What they meant to say, head and body. They meant to yeah, just. They, they just meant to say all. Uh, put that on. A yeah. Bottle. Yeah. Here's your head in the rest. Soap. Head in the rest. Head, head in the rest. <laughs> head in the rest. Head in the rest. Yeah. Whatever yeah, that yeah. may be. Yeah. Well, it started as a joke because um, I'm very interested in um, pop culture uh, because I don't think a lot of people give it the credit that it deserves. Like pop pop culture. culture? Yeah. People don't give pop culture the credit it deserves. Yeah, because I was talking about this with someone um, yesterday again, actually. Ooh, because that, that's what's funny is 
who doesn't give it that credit because it be- people- because it being pop culture is the credit in and of itself. Yes, exactly. But they think that being interested in pop culture mm. or like recognizing how that affects things that it should oh, not affect. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That's what I mean. So like I, I was speaking Those are still of- narrow people. Even if yeah. they fi- even if they those but people the you're thinking of are think the majority, that they're though, unfortunately. Yes. Wait, hold on a second. Yes. <laughs> For you guys listening that uh, listen, I've been on this podcast doing this recording for too long. <laughs> Yes, that is the majority. The majority of people are the sheep. It wouldn't. Yeah. You don't. You don't just go to a pasture, and there, are twenty shepherds and two sheep. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make. That's not. That's just not the case. Like there's not. Really there's never going to be more. Sheep. They need. The oh, 20. that's what it is. Yes, they yes, need. Yes. <laughs> there's All never going to be more sheep or more shepherds than sheep. They're going to be more followers than leaders. That's just the world. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But it's um the the, the um, circumstance that we were discussing. Not we, but the person that I was discussing this with. Yes. There was this album released by an artist that, objectively speaking, was very good, very experimental. Um, I really enjoyed it. This artist, uh, problematic for sure. Okay. Um, but she had released something that was very new for her, and it went very well. I feel. Yes. Um, unfortunately, what had happened was the album itself got overshadowed by um, there was some beef between her and another artist. Mm. And so like. Oh, it was overshadowed by the beef. Exactly. Yes. So like something happened, like an altercation happened the night that the album dropped. Oh, well, yeah. You can't do that. Exactly. And so the album did not do well. But it's unfortunate because it's some of her best work. Mm. So like people don't. People tune in more to the overt yes. things. Mm-hmm. Dateline, than- Hollywood, TMZ, headlines. Yeah. yeah that's exactly. yeah, that's where it is. Exactly. For sure. Um and I forget again, where I was again, going people with don't this. know what to look for. People don't know yeah. yeah, like what to delve into and where the gems are in things. Yeah. Which is why people think that you're as enigmatic as you say that you believe to be. Yes. Because we were speaking on pop culture and it's like I I used to feel bad about knowing little tidbits of trivia. Like, here's the thing. Catch me at any Jeopardy night, trivia night. You want me on your team. Okay. You want me on your team. There has never been a Jeopardy game that I didn't win. Ugh. Any trivia night Ugh. that I'm on the team, we're winning. Ugh. But I used to feel a lot of... What is the study of the Earth's surface? The surface? Yes. Is that not geography? I was an English major. <laughs> Look at you! I'm just giving you. I just, I just remembered one that I that uh, a question from a trivia night. I went topography. Out to. Hey! Ah, that's a top. Good job. Go. Topography. There, you go. You said there you go. And I was like, top, mm-hmm. top, top, topography. Yes. Good job. Okay, see, maybe English I do want you. Maybe I do want you. Prefixes, suffixes. They yeah, matter. I got it. Okay, we're back. We're here. We go. Great Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs> You're at the party. Fountains popping out. People smell good. They look good. It's amazing. Flowers everywhere. You get inside. You're in the foyer. Oh, yeah. Underneath you, there there are fish swimming around in the floor. 
Oh, you know you've made it. Oh, this is where I need to be. I'm Aaron Duray. This is doing something. Right? I know it is. You get there. <laughs> you actually know the person. You know the host and or hostess mm-hmm. of the party. Right. They're walking over to you in all their glitz and glamour. They're about to say words to you. Because they're a classy person. That's what you do. They come over. Yeah. They, they're a good host. They yeah, come yeah. over. They at least give you your first five, to, you know, just a minute to talk to you, see where you're at. Because they got to go on. They got to talk to other people. They're approaching you. You see them approaching you. You're excited about them approaching you because, oh, fuck, why would I not be excited yeah. that Gatsby is approaching come me? Come talk right? to me, Gatsby. As soon as they come over, they're about to tap you on the shoulder and say something. The door flies open. Whoosh! Who is at the door? I'll tell you who's at the door. Okay. Who is at the door or what you could say is at the door is your favorite color. In silhouette form. Ooh. Your favorite color. Don't say what it is. Okay, okay, okay. Don't tell the people. Don't you tell me. You walk through the door. Your favorite, your favorite color walks through the door. That's your favorite. That's what That's what your favorite color does when they walk in the door. Like they don't even know what's going on. Oh, hey guys, this is really cool. What's going on here? They walk in. Wow, who owns this? This is really. This shit is. Yeah, I was just walking around the neighborhood. They walk in. The host that was about to say something to you. Now they switch gears. They have something else to say to you. Now they say, "Hey." I heard that you know this person really, really well. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're acquainted with this person. Like this is your friend. You're like, yeah, I know him. It's my favorite dad. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, before I let him in, I just don't know this person. Most of the people here I know, I know, mm-hmm. or they know someone that I know, which usually means that they're good vibes. I trust the yeah. people that I invited to bring great plus ones. This person yeah. wasn't necessarily your plus one. They, they, they plus one themselves. Up. They showed up. But Sounds you know like a lot of my ex-boyfriends. Um, <laughs> We'll get into that. Holy fuck. We're going to, yeah, we'll get into that. So, 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 favorite color. Burst through the door. They say, just give me a few words. Just, I got 30 seconds to a minute. Just give me what you can about them. Like, what, what, what am I to expect um, at this party? Not really a big deal, but just, just tell me about them real quick. About my favorite color? Yeah, like, what, what are they like? What are they going to bring to the party? Are they going to be a fucking asshole? Are they going to get drunk and start spilling no. stuff over here? They're going to start yelling at people. Tell me about this person. This person. That is walked into my mansion because I'm Gatsby. Uh-huh. Please. Okay. Well, I would assume because it's a typical Gatsby party, this okay. is like hundreds of people here. This Oh, yeah. This person, is popping. This color. This is an event you've never been to before. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, unprecedented. Unprecedented. For me. Yes. And uh, for most people. And for most people. Yes. I already know what I'm This wearing. is the events of all events. Oof. The gala just took place, right? I don't really be knowing about stuff, but I think I heard of people, there was a Met Gala that took place recently in the world, oh, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Fuck Wait. that. I'm talking about 20 times that. Here's Met Gala. Here's Gatsby. Yeah, shitting okay. on the head of the Met Gala. Um, this Would color. Would you pass, pass me your glass? Uh, sure. Yeah. Thank you. Um, the first thing that comes to mind this person reserved at first, certainly, which is okay. ironic considering the way they burst through the door. <laughs> hey. I'm just going to go hide over Hey, here. Gatsby. Um, 
an expert in mingling, certainly. I think eventually mm. this color finds themselves amongst a group of distinguished people. Oh. <laughs> well, I see them in the lounge smoking cigars with a, a mod podge of interesting characters. Okay. I think this person is the the bringer, the bringer togetherer. The bringer togetherer. Yes. Please continue. Don't fix any of that. Okay. Bring her together. Let's, we can no, edit no, no, that no. Post. I want that. No, no, we're not editing anything in post. <laughs> okay. They are the bringer together. Yes. Of- be- because not, not because their aura or personality suggests that they are permeable. Okay. But this, this is the person that is the conduit for a lot of really for for interesting people who wouldn't have previously associated with one another mm-hmm. to be, oh, you know what I mean? You are the adhesive. Yes. Yes. Amongst I see all them in the a library. Yes. With many leather bound books, mm. smells of rich mahogany mm. sitting in these leather Shout out armchairs. To Will Shout out. Where would I we be you. without him? Thank you. I got you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, they're smoking cigars in the great room. And it just, they carry themselves. The great, room. the great room. You know about the great room. I have a great room. Oh, you have a great room. It's okay. You don't have to whisper that. You have a great room. You live a bit more fortunate life than a lot of other people. I do. You have a great room. Most I, people have a living room and maybe a family room. You have you have a great room, meaning you have a certain square which footage. Which I hate. Which I hate. I really Why? do. I don't. You don't have, it's okay to be, you were it's born. It's not like a white guilt thing. It's more or less like it's not mine to claim because I am living peripherally mm-hmm. through other people you, to be able to experience. So I'm experiencing nonetheless. That is people's lives. Yeah. People people are reaping the benefits of yeah. other people's hard work. Yeah. That is that is life. Legit, honestly. So I'm in it. Yeah. So it's I'm okay. living it. You got a great room. Just So you coasting. already you've been to this Gatsby thing. So this is easy for you. Go ahead. Continue. Um, you threw this Gatsby party. I you did. you were the hostess. I'm, I'm Gatsby. Yes. Nice. To Very meet you. nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yes. Um. Yeah. I just. That's that's how I see this color as being this this person. Okay. Being. The 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 bringer togetherer. They are the adhesive between all these different types of people. Yeah. They, yeah. They bring. Does that make sense. Yes. They bring. They, they bring people together. There is there is something clearly that is transcendental amongst human beings. It connects yes. us all. Lively this, this without person, being over the top. Yes. Like certainly has a um uh what's the word? There's a, there's a, a spunk. A spunk, a charisma. A if charisma, you will. okay. Because you have a to spark, if you are a zeal. Yeah, if if you're the middleman for these two polar opposites. Or maybe people, not even two, maybe eight people. Ma- Who yeah. knows how many people? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. You have to be able to This is what Kanye West did, by the way, in hip hop. He brought he brought he brought a lot of people that were not usually on songs together together. He brought a lot of backpack people together with a lot of the huge stars. That's what he did. And it it feels like it too in his music. I I um I'm actually a big Kanye fan. I haven't I haven't done Donda justice. That's okay. I haven't listened to it. But yeah, but I I am a fan of him and I like him. So that is that is the person that you see. They're the bringer. Yes. Of togetherness, Those they are, are the, the adhesive, the, the glue, yes. the sticky tape, the double-sided tape. Yes, they bring it all. They bring it all yes. together. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's fantastic. No, they're I, just gonna fuck with everybody. 
Okay, no. I mean, clearly I ask questions like that because uh, communication 101, usually people that associate all these types of um, personification, I should say, along with inanimate objects such as just a color, Mm -hmm. especially their favorite color or favorite thing, favorite animal, whatever. It is a uh, projection of yourself. So all I did was just ask you, Aaron, tell me a little bit about yourself. <laughs> to what I'm you glad did. that you asked the way that you did the hardest question because to answer. I, tell me about yourself. I know, and that's why I do it. Now, I've done this one time, and okay. the chick was like, why the fuck did you do that? That's so intrusive. Like, why can't you just get to know me like a normal person? They were clearly very not? guarded. Yeah. And they thought that what I did was manipulative and that I shouldn't have done it. And I'm okay with that idea. No. Yeah, I was going to say like. No, they weren't going to be the type of person that was going to be able to flourish around me in the way that I am. So, yeah, yeah. Or you, them, either. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, no, they're not around too much anymore. Beautiful person. I hope the best for them. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I was just talking to someone the other day about this person. They. This person that I asked that same question to and told me I was being an asshole for asking that question, they dealt with some wild season uh, seasonal depression, mm. and they and we were we were leaving this summer. This was a, a uh, what was the word serotonin sort yes. of uh, relationship that me and this person had. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, and so we were you. getting so we were going into fall, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "I just want to let you know." It was like a Jekyll and Hyde type of thing. They were like, mm. "I I I'm different." Like I, I get different. I'm not like other girls. In default, yeah. <laughs> I'm not like, or maybe I am actually yeah. in this account. I'm so I'm, textbook. I'm it's scary. Exactly. Like yeah. I will flip on you and become a whole different person in a moment. And the colder it gets, the more we get into this fall winter season, you're going to see me turn into a gremlin like version of myself. Mm. And so I was like, okay, well, cool. Heard. Let's meet up next spring. And <laughs> yeah. and uh, let's. It, it, Put something on the couch. And I think they were kind of with that because the way that they were telling me, it seemed like they were they were admonishing me. Like they were definitely cautioning me yeah. ab- about this other version of themselves. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, you go ahead and you enjoy that. And uh, we'll talk later. Yeah. And we never talked later. And that was that. And then I saw them at That's my fine. high school reunion. And they seemed like they, oh. you know, had some friends there. So oh, okay. it, was, it was good for them. It was all good. But anyway, I'm glad that you answered the question the way that you did. It is a very difficult question for people to ask. It's yeah. the, it's the worst question. People hate that question. Tell me about you don't know what to Fuck say the about small yourself. Talk. Fuck the small talk. But in yeah. this way, you were able to pin off all these great characteristics on someone, quote unquote, mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And you so you didn't have to seem so arrogant at answering this question mm. about yourself. So and it's much easier. Yes, and it's actually hilarious because. That is exactly who I am at any party gathering. Um, I made a joke. I make the joke, really. Like, not that I like think about high school me, but like when you think about yourself in social settings, like you think about who you were in high school. Like, were you popular? Were you not? Were you a band geek or whatever? Mm. And I just like, I kind of fucked with. Everybody, mm. you know, like I was friends with popular people, but like I wasn't yeah. friends, friends. Like I was getting invited to the parties. I never went. Mm. I was friends with the band people, the theater kids, because I'm a very theatric person anyway. Yeah. Um, really, like you were light years ahead of me in that so? in that realm, because it took me a long time to just not be an asshole and embrace everybody. I remember you mentioning this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Like I asked you, like who you once were, or <sighs> something like that. 
Yeah, and you're like, I was just a, I was an asshole. I think that's how you said it too. Like I just used to be a, a fuck boy or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, probably, like, I think I said boy. a mixture of these things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm of course paraphrasing because it's an accurate goldfish. paraphrasing. Goldfish. Accurate. Very accurate. Um, you came here on this podcast, and. You know, I brought you on for various reasons. Again, you're enigmatic, energetic, mm-hmm. soft-spoken, well-spoken. Look what I did there. Thank you. Oh, man. Thank you. Um, yeah. I have to ask. I've asked you this before. Maybe kind of forgot, but probably have a decent understanding. Mm-hmm. But I think it'd be better if we did it on air. Aaron DeRay, what is on the forefront of your mind these days? Ooh. It may have changed. It may have nuanced a bit. I think there may be some intricacies that we maybe not have gotten into when I first mm-hmm. asked you this at work or whatever. Again, at yeah. work. Pithy, witty, quick, infrequent, superficial sort of conversation. Yeah. I'm trying to bring you to a different depth that that doesn't cultivate. Yeah. So now I'm here again. What has been at the forefront of Aaron DeRay's mind? You get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. what is there what am i doing this for why am i continuing to wake up and go mm. through life mm. it can be for whatever well, you let I, me know i feel like i'm just here for insight so superficially there is a uh, one thing one one person actually that kind of comes to the forefront just as of late uh and that's we can get into that a little bit later but really when you ask me like what do I wake up for? What am I doing? This is the worst spot to do this in. What you're looking for, what it is you're looking into, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> do I keep talking? Oh, I mean, if you want to talk to just the people, if you just want to get some stuff off to the people, I'm going to ask you. I think maybe I'll do, I'll, I'll do a couple bars. Um, um, so <laughs> it's actually so funny that he's going to the bathroom right now because I have to like a racehorse um it's weird having the floor currently um being the theatric person that i am i would actually revel in this sort of thing but um i'm not currently so <laughs> uh if you haven't listened to tinashe's new album uh like forget about kanye forget about certified lover boy like really underrated really well-produced album, Tinashe's latest album, fantastic. Um, That's the forefront of my mind, is always music. Uh, And now that he's back... Oh, shit, you're doing a whole spoken word. I also... Oh, now you got to go to the bathroom. That's okay. Give it's me, so give me, give me something I can go off of. What, what, what was um, happening? Here? I was just telling the listeners about some really great music that's kind of come out. Oh, you're just going off about music and just random shit. Well, because we were talking oh, about like that. what's the forefront of your brain currently? Mm. It's always music. Um, a lot of really fantastic things have been put out lately. Like, mm. forget about Donda. Forget about cert- Certified Lover Boy. But- <laughs> Yeah, the whole world doesn't revolve around but, Drake and Kanye. Exactly, exactly. Yes. Um, are you a fan of Tinashe? Do you listen to Tinashe? Do you dabble in Tinashe? I've, I've, I've definitely listened to some songs yeah. with that name attached to it. Okay. Sometimes you be knowing names but don't really know it. Like, I don't got she, a, a uh, face to go I with it. I love to get you on. That song? Mm, I love to get you on. I love, don't love to get two on. Oh, I love to get, I love on. to get two on? Cross. Two as in 
Like drinking two. and smoking. Oh, I love to get two on. Two but on. I feel like that that goes further than that. Have you ever been to Paris? Oh, okay. Listen, go, yo, go to the bathroom. <laughs> Listen to the way that you're talking to me. Have you ever been to Paris? It's the only way. No, I'm going to just make fun of you while you're going. No, just leave. Have you ever gone to Paris? That's the only way that you're ever going to be able to understand my very refined jokes and references. I know that you can still hear me in there. Jesus Louise, have you ever been to Paris? All right, let's see. What do I have? What do I have for the people? Um, no, I don't. Li- I'm not listening. To, I'm not. I don't know what she's talking about. She sends some some uh, some songs every now and again to to my, the text message thread. I've never heard them. They're all. They seem to be very indie sort of things, uh, and I, I don't. I don't ever know about them. But uh, one of the questions that I have asked her is, where do you ingest music? Where where are you when you're listening to the music and how much of that do you feel like has an effect on you receiving the music in the, the best light or the maximum way that you as an individual do receive music? Uh, this day and age, if I've talked to Keon about whether it's Donda, Certified Lover Boy, or whatever, I'm not listening to music as much as I used to in the past with the uh, emergence of podcasts and me liking to read books and do other things. Listening to music has definitely been on the back burner. I put it in the back. And so I really get stuff, but I'm always willing to hear. If anyone wants to send me any music of any kind, any artist, any genre, from any period, from any time period, I will listen to it. I will give it a shot. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I'm into it all. Uh, I take things as they come. So I will have no preconceived notion of what it is I'm supposed to be liking or how it is I'm supposed to take the information or the sounds coming in or the lyrics or the album art, the cover, the way that the person looks. The person's name, none of these things deter me from listening to music. So if you would like me to listen to some music, and I might even come back on here and talk about it, send it on through at ALWPod on Instagram. Please, if you listen to this, follow us on Instagram. I know that they're mad at y'all that do not listen or follow us on Instagram. Follow at ALWPod. Hey, Aaron, you're hey, back. Aaron. What's going on? Oh, nothing much. All right, where, just... where, all right, where are we at? Um, Paris? <laughs> no, we were... Um... Tell me why being on two of them, two of them is a Paris thing. Tell me tell me how you made that correlation. What's going on? Because you, well tra- you are well-traveled. You are more cultured. Mon aussi. Mm. Get that on tape. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having so that much was, fun. That was way. more shameless than the shameless plug yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's I, your real shameless that's plug. That's me, like, not. Yeah, no, close. it's okay. No, I totally got it. I got um, it. Well, well I'm, I'm afraid to tell you, actually. Don't be. This is the whole point, Ugh. okay? You didn't want to bring your bag of specialties when you came here, and we're not going to talk about that. But We can talk about that. But this was the whole point, is you came here, and anyone that knows me, again, just, hey, guys. 
anyone, you see the care that I'm, t- just the, the the fact that I put my hands here, the yes. care that I'm taking of this microphone right now. Guys, everyone that's listening, understand, you are listening to various conversations that I'm having with people for the first time in of this magnitude. Mm-hmm. But feel the energy. Mm. You're in my home. I know. And, you feel and me? Honor. Like, you're in my home and right honor. now. Really, 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 really. For you, for me, it, it means something to bring someone in your home. It means someone for someone to bring you into their home, all this sort of stuff. And then again, the fact that this is the first of this magnitude, this conversation mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. magnitude. But yet, feel the energy. Okay? Mm. It's good energy. Fantastic, I might argue. So I want, I'd love for you to argue that. <laughs> I, I want people to Let's. always feel comfortable unless, unless, I feel that they're too comfortable. There is a moment where every now and again. No, I wouldn't tell you I would do something Mm. that would shake you. I would do Uh something that would put you off keel. Mm -hmm. Just just to keep things shaking. I just told you that just my being on this planet, the way I like to be, I want to keep people interested. I like to stir the pot. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's all I'm saying. Okay. I just like to stir the pot. Um, Tell me about Paris. So, have you have you heard? Never been to Paris. Never heard nothing about it. Only thing I know about Paris is I did when you asked me about dogs and cats. If I'm a dog or a cat person, ah uh, yes. At some point in time, the genesis I talked to you, of the relationship. As, I might add. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew we were gonna talk about this too. One of the first things you asked me, Earl, you're a dog or a cat person, right? You tried to keep it light. You tried to. I try- you tried to do talk. the small talk. <laughs> that was your small talk. You like dogs or cats, Earl? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And if anyone's listening, I forgot what episode it was. I went into dogs and cats, how I feel about them and how I yes, brought them did. into men and women having game, spitting game at people trying to propose, proposition mm-hmm. whomever they're attracted to. Yes. And how good or bad they are at it in, in a general sense. And then... Clearly, you have the the people that are, are the outliers, right? You have the exception. You have the rule. There are exceptions for men and women and how good they are when it comes to trying to um, lasso someone, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you have the rule, which is yes. the rule is that guys have to do it more often. Yes. Women, in general, just have to give the social subtle cues that I can come and bag you. Yeah. Right. And then I come and do the bagging. Yes. And then from that conversation, kind of <clears throat> the wheels got turning and shit spurred out. It was uh, Matt. It was Iceberg Slim in Chicago, I believe, which is one like the biggest pimp in uh, like America. Then you had Miss mm-hmm. Claude. Uh, yeah. What the fuck was her name? But she 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 gave Madam. Rose Madam Claude who gave rise to the Claudettes. Mm hmm. Which were just like the top notch trollops of the galaxy. There you go. Of the galaxy. (laughs) So that's how that conversation went. Mm -hmm. That is where I I learned that day. When you talk to me about Paris, I'm thinking of the Claudettes and how great they are. So outside of that, no. You're tell me within the same realm. Um, You've of course heard of the Eiffel Tower. Two of them. And that's our ah! show, folks. <laughs> so we're at this part in the podcast. Mm-hmm. 
Is this where you tell me I'm getting too comfortable? No. Okay. Because this had- is the this is the groove that we've been getting into. Okay. Is let's talk about the Eiffel Tower and some other things. Because you did bring earlier in this conversation the the end all be all or the epitome, the archetype that has been your boyfriend. Yes. Which are weird ass nar- narrow minded. Bums. Okay. Now you're saying bums. Now I've been on this podcast for the last two episodes talking about future and how he's not giving it up straight for the women. So I I need us. I I gotta no. keep I gotta keep the same energy and I can't allow you to come on here and be a female future. So I so no. you have dealt with bums. Yes. In bum ass activity. Yes. Now I'm not. I don't know exactly in your mind or your eyes what constitutes bum ass activity for men. But I'm gonna need <laughs> you to. Give t- me some I'm gonna need you to give some examples because I need to know exactly what's going on and how much of that is your doing. <gasps> bum, bum, no! bum! You weren't expecting that. Yes. Don't hold me accountable. We take accountability for things here. Not that man. Yes. So. But okay. we also subscribe to the phrase, "Not your fault, but your responsibility." But my responsibility. Bow. Literally, it's so funny. You got to catch me like working nights now because I just come in, come in through the door. Different. Bow, bow. You literally. bust through like your favorite color. Like my- you say flocka? No, I don't. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute a second. What is, I go hard in the motherfucking paint. No, tell me what is your favorite color? Blue. Blue. So blue to you. But a certain shade of blue. It's like a. See, that's what I'm about to say. Is it cerulean? Like all of... the front door. Literally cerulean. <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it, is it wait, cerulean. cerulean. That's how you say it. Cerulean. That's cerulean. 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 I know that blue. And, wh- and why do I know the blue? Probably because of me. No. Wrong. No. Why do Pardon. I know the blue? Uh, the Devil Wears Prada. Stop. You did not just. Anne Hathaway. Name. One of the. Arguably, one of the best movies of our generation. Uh, you have no complaint. You have no argument. I for love me. that. Movie. You have no argument for me. I. I'm forgetting her name. What movie. is the main? Meryl Streep. Ma- thank you. Thank come you. Come on. Come no, on. No, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to because she is the reason I love the movie. Mm-hmm. Meryl well, Streep. Emily Blunt too. Fantastic. Emily Blunt. Oh she's, yeah. She's Emily other... Blunt is the other person. Yeah. yeah she she's did. Lovely. Everyone did well. Even as Stanley a side, Tucci? Adrian oh. Grenier as the boyfriend of Anne Hathaway. You don't even know his name. I don't. You don't know his name. Don't nobody know his name unless you used to watch the HBO series Entourage. That was me back in the day. That show was made out about Mark Wahlberg and the life, the life that he lived with his friends coming up through through Hollywood. Uh That's that's what that show's about. It's awesome. Yeah. So again, Adrian Grenier as the boyfriend of Anne Hathaway. Again, you have Emily Blunt. You have Meryl Streep. Yeah, it's all star. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful cerulean blue. Cerulean so blue. that is that is your blue. That's my blue. That's what's walking through. Okay, I just wanted yeah. to, I just wanted to get that out the way too. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of the blue that you have on your little blue. butter, your little mariposas. Mariposa. Which, by the way, that's one of my that's probably one of my favorite Spanish Le papillon. words. Le papillon. Le papillon. Le papillon is papillon. mariposa. En français. Okay, I wonder if butterfly sounds cool to anyone. To me. I wonder like how much Butterfly. English sounds cool to people that I've you know, yeah. like Italian be sounding cool to us. Yeah. Spanish the, the romance. Do you think anyone languages. hears English and they're like, oh, that's that's yeah. fire. Yeah. 
No, I wouldn't think so. No? English no. is... Do you think it's... What do you think is, is wrong with it? Because I know Russian and German... I'll tell you and by the way, shout out to Germany, shout out to Russia, shout out to all you guys everywhere. Yeah, just yelling. Yes. Your, your but, you know, it's, it's a clearly more guttural of a sound. And I have a theory on that, actually. Tell me about your theory. So, a lot, of, a lot of romantic languages, especially French, um, I think that they evolved the way that they did to sound the way that they do now because of the Black Plague. And I'll tell you why. So, when the Black Ooh. Plague took out literally a third of the population of Europe, yes, um, obviously a lot of people were sick. Uh, Black Plague, there's a lot of phlegm associated with it. The four... Um, uh, I forget what they're called, but it's like blood, phlegm, bile, something else. Mm. Um, but getting sick with the black plague, one of the symptoms was like you would literally choke on your own phlegm. Okay. Which is just not a great way to go. Um, no, it's the worst. So I think Rest in peace to Jimi Hendrix. RIP in peace. Um, French sounds the way that it does. People make the joke like you, you speak better French when you're sick because it's a very nasally thing. Okay. The language I feel actually evolved to sound the way that it does now because of the Black Plague and so many people being sick with phlegm in their chest that like this, Whoa. like le pièce résistance c'est uh, dans le nez like it's it's all here because of the illness itself mm. made it as such. Yo, if I, I'm gonna tell you what, and I will be doing research on. This. I was about to say because I've taken a few of these sips of this drink on this table. Well, drink, but drink. right now, my mind is—it's a little of it's being blown. I'm not gonna even lie to you right now. You I see, see me? I do see it. Like, wow. I don't think I've seen this look. Yeah, I live for this sort of at stuff. At least for quite some time. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've thought for a long time. Uh, this is why I've been so passionate. And enthralled with podcasting in conversation yeah. just as a whole. My whole life, I've always been very interested on in why people don't do more communicational research. I understand that it's not going to be for everyone. And I understand that every time anyone gets into anything, they major in something. It's their passion. Yeah. They always wonder why the fuck other people aren't interested yeah. in like, it. Why like you guys hip to this? This is cool. It's just very cool. Yeah. And that's when you know you're a nerd for something, which, by the way, 11 thumbs up for me if you're a nerd for anything. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love... Have some passion. About something. Once. That's all the yeah. nerd is, right? We know that, yeah. that that's all the nerd is, right? It's something yeah. that's passionate about something. When I figured out that words could change people's lives, when I figured out that words can just... Like, you can hear them and it can just unlock things in your mind and yes. it just widen your gaze. That's crazy. And broaden your horizons. As soon as that happened, because I was talking to Keon the other week mm -hmm. about why, because for a very long time, I wasn't not relaxing on this podcast. Like I was just yeah. really adamant about getting information through and expanding consciousness and being present. And well, present and mindfulness is still a thing that's that's just me. It's going right, to be here. Right, right, right. But as far as trying to get information to people and wisdom to people as best as I could, that was very hell bent on that. Mm. When I realized that you could change people's lives by words, not just because I've heard testimonials of other people going through this, but because that has been my life. Yeah. I've read books, read words, and then upon reading a passage, my mom, like me having to stop and just close the book and just, yeah. and just, and just like sit. When is the last time you felt that? I usually feel that, I feel that quite a bit when I read stuff, but I yeah. really think it's because I'm just, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm immersed yeah. in the book. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing in the book, which it, let me not say what I'm supposed to be doing. 
everyone has their own way right. of engaging with stuff. The way I engage with things is I'm trying to get the most out of it as possible. For me, usually things are not used for escapism. Mm -hmm. So even when I'm reading a novel, it's not really used for escapism. Right. So I usually find a lot of those moments in a lot of books that I read. Because if you write a whole book, there ought to be a moment where I have to read something and sit back for a moment yeah, and you'd really so. ponder. You would hope that that would be the case. Yeah. No matter what sort of information you're ingesting, digesting, you would hope that that's a part of the process. Yeah. Having to sit back and be like, yo, whoa, like, I haven't heard it that way before. Like that one hit me away to say, I got to make, mm -hmm. maybe I need to make a call and talk yeah. to somebody. Like, what? I got to call my has any, on this. Yeah. Like, has anyone ever heard this before? Like, yeah. What the fuck is going on? So, so it changes. But as soon as I was able to grant the idea that words can change people's lives and for the better. Mm -hmm. And next, after that, comes the realization or the revelation that I'm good with words mm -hmm. and that I can actually do that thing, then automatically responsibility is bequeathed upon me from those realizations. And I think it's my cross to bear. Mm -hmm. I have to, do, if I have the talent, I have the skill set. I've researched all this stuff for years and for a decade now. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I'm old. And <laughs> and you realize that this stuff really does change people's chemistry. Mm -hmm. I can I need to go out and do this and be yeah. very mindful of it. And so that's a huge reason why I do this. That's why I was so hell bent on just being very strict mm -hmm. with my wise talk on mm -hmm. here. And I've. But that's, relaxed yeah. and realized that people just, I can't be coming on here and just be hitting people over the head with shit weak. Why not? After, it takes a toll because I started like, to, yeah, 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 yeah. From me, mm -hmm. you, you read to me something one time. Mm -hmm. It was very close to your heart, very near and dear. And I said to you afterwards, and you had no idea, but. <laughs> but How could I? <laughs> but I said to you afterwards that it seems like you're taking on almost insurmountable responsibility. Mm -hmm. I only know that because I lived it. I only, I, I can only, yeah, I can only say that to you because that's me being able, because that resonates. To recognize. With me. Uh, oh yeah. I, oh yeah. I know that. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. that space. It's the same, but different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same, but different. Exactly. So I completely understand that. So I'm just, I was in that space where I was taking on an unhealthy amount of responsibility. Mm. That's all, that's, that's all it is. Right. Right, right, right. That's all it is. You recognizing it. Yeah, I mean, but it is. When you talk to me about your father or whomever that has to get in touch with the new you and understand who you are and you want to do your best so that they can perceive you in the correct light and yeah. that, the, that the sun is shining through that stained glass window. Just right. Just right in the right. I stopped. Yeah. I stopped that. And what? And what came from that? A light walk you must oh, walk. God. Yeah. Oh. Nothing short of an orgasm. Nothing short. Ah, there you go. There you go. So about these old boyfriends that you had, oh, <laughs> right? Well, let's talk Tell about me it. about the fuck shit let's that you went through it. with these boyfriends. So before we really get into it, um, I will, should you allow me to, I will be posting this, uh, at least segments of it on my, uh, my social media. So if you are an ex-boyfriend of mine, um, I go into this with love and compassion, truly. Um, <laughs> Truly, um, you may remember it. Let me it. let you get this off. You, you, you may remember it differently. 
Um, you most likely will you remember. Probably it differently. might because let's talk about accountability. Certainly, um, but I don't. I don't date people that I don't have fun with. Um, so any any memories that are shared, good or bad, like I don't. There's no regret. Like okay, no, there's no, no regret. There's no regret. Okay, no okay. regret. Exactly. That's a, that's a exactly. Um, I've made peace with lots of things. Uh, and I've taken them for what they are, and this will be the last. Yeah, yes, 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 Please. yes, yes. Of course. Um, you had a trying enough day yesterday. I don't want to. Oh you. my god! And we can talk about that too because it was some fuck shit. It was real. Well, let's let's like, let's, let let's, just, let's 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 talk step, about the bums. Let's all step through the fuck shit because <laughs> that's what we're on right now. Tell me about these men that are going to see this. So. <laughs> I'm sure you might be able to um, deduce this from me as a person through our conversations, just through how I carry myself. But uh, my personal cross to bear is because I am the sensitive type. I'm a very empathetic type. I go through my life very um, empirically. I use mm. all of the senses. Okay. Um, and in doing so, I, uh, I've become very good at reading other people, recognizing what they need. But then the crux of that is I see myself as, okay, well, I see what they need. I can do that for them. Mm. I can be that for them. Yes. So You're I've. Good old. You, mom, love, you love a good old fixer upper. I do. I yeah. do. I love doing wifey shit for bums. You, you, <laughs> I really do. You love finding somebody who just got just. They're on their last leg, yeah, limping uh, around, trying to figure it out. You're like, oh, I know exactly what you need. I know exactly what you need. Aaron. Aaron. Cerulean blue. Cerulean blue. And what it is, is um, I've heard this actually from multiple ex-partners. Um, you know, when we're doing the, 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 the synopsis of the relationship, when mm. we're having the last words, the thing I hear the most is, you taught me how to love. Mm. Or you showed me a different kind of love. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's, that's cool. So when you so told me great. before that you you usually have your own great speaking terms or at least you have great relationships yeah. with your exes. I don't I've never really burned any bridges with any ex boyfriends. Like oh, I don't, that's good. I don't talk to all of them, of course. Yeah, I don't well, talk to really any of them. That's not yeah. Yeah. I get that. There's no need to. Okay. Yeah, it's not natural. Like it's not I'm not expect that's not expected of you. Yeah. To just speak with all of your ex-boyfriends. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> how's it going? Um, just checking in. Yeah. No. Um, so that's been my thing is I, um, because I'm a sensitive type, because I'm a very empathetic type, um, I do like to think in romantic settings, I'm a, I'm a good partner. Like okay. I, I do think of myself as a you good- You think that you are a cooperative partner? Some might disagree. But yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. I also, you know I have to ask a question, though. Ask away. Ask away. <laughs> Some would disagree, mm -hmm. but you say yes. Cooperative. Cooperative. You operate, right? Yes. With someone in a bilateral sense that yes. you are taking part in the unit, mm -hmm. in the capacity 
in which you ought to be. Ought to be meaning that you are just one part of it, that there is another person. Yeah. You have to be considerate of how they feel about things. Like I just said with this book, Reconcilable Differences, how you learn about things, how you understand things, how those people learn to trust, how they communicate. Right. right you right, are right. in tune or try to be in tune with these things. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's not hard for me to discern these things because of the way that I operate. Like I, I know... Very quickly on, um, it's not that I'm looking for the shortcomings, but I recognize the disparities between communication styles, um, partnership styles. One of the main questions I always ask when I'm getting into a relationship, when I'm getting involved with someone is what are your love languages and how would you rank them? And that's important to me. Like how would you rank the love languages? Yeah. Acts of service, uh, words of affirmation. Uh, gift giving, quality. physical touch, and quality time. Yes. For me, um, acts of service is my number. Like, if you can perform acts of service for me, that is my number one. Um, gift giving, very low for me. Acts of service, uh, words of affirmation, quality time. Those are, like, top three for me. So I always ask, like, what are your love languages? How would you rank them? Mm. If you do not know what love languages are, that puts them at a disadvantage Mm. to be in a relationship with me because like now I feel I have to teach them about them and they're not paying me for this shit so so I then have to educate on the love languages and because they may not know what they are I then have to take on the task of figuring out the ranking for them does that make sense Yes. Yes. It does. Relationships are difficult. Yes. And that's why I'm for the streets. (laughs) (laughs) These days. These days. People, Uh, honestly, uh, even when people say that relationships are difficult, I think that they are underestimating the difficulty that goes into them. And the reward of a relationship is far, far outweighed. I'm sorry, the the rewards of the relationship far outweigh the difficulties, but okay. sometimes okay. the difficulties. If they outweigh the, the, the goods, then that means that you don't need to be in business for the goods. You don't need, yes. to, you don't need to be there. That see, mean, yeah. see my last relationship. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah. having to like. Come to the realization, like, okay, now we're at a point where the cons are outweighing the pros. Mm-hmm. We have to make the difficult decision to go our separate ways. Yes. Um, I will be... By the way, I think that when it comes to breakups, the person that is doing the breaking up, uh-huh. they hardly get the compassion and the empathy that they deserve. I think yeah. that people always yes. give sympathy and empathy and understanding, and compassion, yes. shoulders to cry on, rose petals to walk on, chocolates, all, all, so, chocolates and flowers, all sorts of shit, yes. parades going on for these motherfuckers that get broken up with. Oh. But, and not to say that that's not okay, but people ought to think about the person that is really going out as in, in the world of ghosting people. Yes! The very few that are still willing to have the conversation with people about what is going on and why we're splitting ways and why we're leaving, yep. why you have to deal with the other person looking at you, 
and crying and yeah. being heartbroken and, and asking all these that questions. And coming out of left field for that. Oh, like, for the exact. I'm like, so glad that you said that. That's I'm real. I'm so glad you said no, that. No, yes, 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 yes. I give, let me give a shout out to all the people that are doing the breaking up. <laughs> I know that that sounds wild, but, but honestly, we need to have a full body it's discussion. It's not fun. It's not fun. It's not fun. People think that what people just get shits and giggles off. Yeah, of like, it. I'm going to go break this yeah, guy's heart. Like, no, 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 no. This shit is hard. That's a very difficult thing to go through. Yes. So shout out to those people because you all deserve understanding. While I'm on that topic, shout out to all the people out there in the world that are still finding themselves Opening the doors for people at stores and at restaurants or whatever, and having these people walk past you and not say a word to you, yeah, not look at you. Fuck? Yo, shout out to you guys because you're still keeping hope alive. You're still keeping greatness alive by continuing to open the door for people. Just had it to me happen the other day. I forgot where the fuck I was at. I was opening the door. Mm-hmm. Lady just walked, didn't look at, you know, sometimes some people would just maybe give you like a little yeah, side yeah. nod or a little smile or something yeah. to commend. Yeah, just something. Just this fine. woman didn't say a word. She didn't look at me. She didn't smile. Was she pretty? No. Okay, I was gonna say like. No, nah, this was like a fifty-year-old Asian woman. Just walked straight through. Like she, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the, I don't know any, I, I don't know the factors. But this is the thing: if you're one of these types of people, you're probably. And when I say these types of people, the people that I'm shouting out that are still opening the door, that are still doing courteous things for people. Yeah. Those people have realized. People are gonna be who they are. I don't want that to now make me the jaded version of myself. Yeah, don't I take it personally. I can't just yeah just lose hope on everything and, and lose hope on yeah. being a good person myself because so-and-so didn't want to say hi yeah. or, hey, thanks a lot for opening this door for me. Or just give like a general nod of Just a nod. Just acknowledge. Yeah, I'll take yeah, a nod. It's fine. So again, shout out to all these people. But you going ahead telling these guys of yours, these fuckboys of yours, these, <laughs> these well, ex-boyfriends. Most, most of them... Again, you're le- you're leading with love and compassion. Leading and with love and compassion, that. truly, like um, but y'all are fuckboys at the all, same time. But y'all, <laughs> y'all fucked me up. I've learned so much about myself through my relationships, platonic or otherwise, um, and I appreciate that. And I I always take that into consideration, like when I'm doing the post mortem of a relationship. Mm. Um, that being said, uh, historically, I have always been the one to end relationships mm. i um i've had like situationships and like hookups yeah um for extended periods of time where like they would say like hey like we can't do this anymore and like yeah. that's fine like I've, I've had my own grieving for that but in my like real like relationships like boyfriend girlfriend exclusive uh relationships i have been the one to always end things and it's not it's not fun. It's not. It's really not. Because um, yeah. at the end of the day, I think it's in human nature to just want to be liked, really. Yes. And I don't ever want to be the person bringing, like, like here's something that you're going to have to deal with um, for at least a couple of weeks. Like, you will need to <laughs> grieve this for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and Go ahead and hold on to this real quick. Hold on to th- here, let me just give you this yeah, real fast. Hold on to this L real Do quick. Do what you will. Hug yes. it. Hug it. Hug the L. Hug the this L. Is your new friend Embrace for a little bit. the L. Take the take the L to bed tonight. Yep. Yeah. Do what you will. Yeah, do what you will. And uh grow, grieve. Hopefully you do it better with the L than you did with me. No. No, no, go ahead. No, no, no. You said it, not no, me. No, no, go ahead. You said it, not me. Um 
I uh, there have been there are two relationships really that I think back on where I'm just like, man, I I really fumbled that one. Okay. Okay. So you do feel that way about some. Okay. That's no. I love that. Thank you for saying that. Like, damn, I oh, damn, great, great person. Fuck that up. Great people. Great person. Really genuine. You feel like you weren't in the right state? Like there was no, no. way you were going to be able to make that work because you were no. just, yeah, you were too immature or too just whatever. The the first the first relationship that I'm thinking on, yes, I was definitely way too immature. Um, but both places, both relationships, I was at places in my life where I should not have been in a relationship, period. Right. Um and that reflected actually in the way that these relationships came to unfortunate ends. Um, like, for example, like the, the most recent relationship that I got out of, very on and off, very on and off. And it, I had prefaced the entirety of the relationship by saying, um, you know, this was someone that I reconnected with from, uh, I'd known him since high school, so like we had a we had a storied past, if you will. Mm. And we reconnected when I moved back to Virginia this past summer, last summer actually. Yes. Um, and I went into it literally saying verbatim, like I do not want to be in a relationship. At the at the time that I had moved from California to Virginia, I'd actually just gotten out of a three year relationship. Yes. I'm a serial monogamer. Mm. That's the other problem with me is I'm a serial monogamer. So I had just gotten out of a long-term relationship when I arrived here and reconnected with this person. And I had said, I am not trying to date anyone. And I said, I'm not trying to date men right mm. now. Yeah. That was... Um, ladies, where you at? Ladies! ladies. Um, but, then you get, but then a lot of people do that and fuck around and then they just get fucked on by a lady. And then they're like, oh shit, yeah. I guess actually... Shitty people on both sides of the yeah, spectrum. Yeah, yeah, Well, people make the joke like, oh, just, it'd just be so easy to be gay. And it's like, no, women are I, I, I don't so, just as equally complex and confusing and frustrating. We just know how to communicate better with each other because men and the way that men communicate with other men is different from the way that women communicate with other women. Okay. So when a woman and a man are communicating, mm-hmm. there's always going to be discrepancies. Mm-hmm. And that is really like, the big um oh hey oh hey hey <laughs> what's up duty's home this Woo! only this only happens this only happens <laughs> hey for all you listening to no duty this nigga just walked in here and said hey what's up random podcaster <laughs> all right so all right so random podcaster aaron aaron this is damn what you want me to do I already did it now. Yeah, hey, Duty, what's your Duty. Gov- what's du- your government name? Nah. I, okay. No, okay, okay. I go by Duty more than I go by Duty. Duty. Duty, Aaron. Aaron, Duty. Nice to meet Bow. you. Bow. There you nice go. Easy. This only happens but a few times he pops He pops in. We can edit it in post. Every now and again. We won't. No, let's not. I told let's you, not. nothing Nothing will be. But. You want to come sit and uh, <laughs> listen to me talk about my bum ex-boyfriends? Well, that's where well we're I right have a, a bone to pick. If, Duty, you do not have. A microphone hidden in your room that came to this apartment. I got a bone to pick with Amazon because I ordered a third microphone. It would it would have been it would have been it would have been perfect. He could have came and sat down yeah. if Amazon actually delivered the package to my apartment. Which one of two things? Either they did in the motherfucker these new motherfuckers across the hall took it from me, or they knew they just brought it 
somewhere else thinking that that was the place that they were supposed to bring it to, which happens. But I, I got a bone okay. to pick with Amazon. They need okay. to get they need to get that here. Right. There will be for the listeners three person pods on the way. 1000% because there's certain people yeah. that I don't think I'm going to be able to get unless I tack on another person. Yeah, that makes it's, sense. Yeah, exactly. And I yeah, want to yeah. make people comfortable An anyway. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So two people. Oh, by the way, actually, now that you said that, you said what? Auxiliary? Auxiliary. Well, my friend Mo came on here a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and he's been doing this thing where he'll he'll take words from dictionary.com, word of the day, like mm-hmm. I just brought in uh, seretinal. Whatever fuck the word is that I just brought in, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Right. Right. For the late occurring in, in late summertime, that yeah. was the word. I just want to make sure because I can't. I can't be on here just sounding completely ridiculous. Yes. Sur- serotonin. That doesn't. Serotonin. 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 Today I learned. He came on and he gave the word ancillary. Ancillary. Which, in, yes, in, or uh... ancillary, which is the way that Americans say it, but. What it means is sort of the same thing in a sense. Subordinate, subsidiary, auxiliary, assisting. Okay. Right? Exactly. I like that. Um, so what I will say is that I need to be able to have two people on here, one of them kind of being auxiliary in a sense mm-hmm. or subordinate or ancillary. It's man. more so just – no, I'm the middleman. Uh, right, it's right, right, really right, right. more so just to have the other person a uh, bit more comfortable. It's a support system. It's a pillar mm. for the other person. The holy trinity. The holy trinity of mm-hmm. sorts, if you will. Uh, but no, we're not off of what you were talking about. No. There's so much more. Which, which, are, which are really just, fuck dudes. You taking accountability for the things that you did. You having to feel like you have to teach people things if they're not on to a certain point. The minute that you, I become you, you wanted You wanted to then date ladies. We gave a shout out to the ladies. But at the same time, ladies. I'll be the first to tell people that I've, it's a communication thing, first and foremost. So you can still come up, you can still bump into someone of mm-hmm. your same gender, sex, whatever, yeah. and run into the same problems. Yeah. Like, it's not that easy is all I'm it's saying. It's not. So when people are like, oh, it's just easier for me to be gay, it's like, <laughs> it's not. I would argue it's a little bit more complicated because um, I hate to say it. I really hate to say it. But there's this ongoing joke like bisexual women in particular like why do you date men why do you date men it's like it's easy because it's easy <laughs> it's easy it's to easy. do what go out and fuck them or it's easy to date them these are both. two different these are both well i've been saying this for quite way way too long because i've run it because i've run into some women that haven't been held to standards and i don't like that and maybe it's because they haven't been with other women because i know that when they're with men a lot of men aren't holding a lo- not all. A not lot all. of men are not holding women to certain standards. Yeah, women know a lot, especially pretty women know that they can go places, in figuratively speaking, yeah. open their legs. It's a wrap. Right. Like like right. you're you're like you're getting pulled. Let me just bat my eyelashes real fast and you done you know deal. what I'm saying. So people don't be holding them. So then when you come across someone that has like a bar set. Mm-hmm. That has some preferences, has some some uh, prerequisites, right? Yeah. Some qualifications, something that they would like out of someone else, right. and then you just have fucking women dragging along, like, "Well, I'm here, so what's so, up?" Yeah, no, exactly, no. So 
I understand what you're saying. I think that it's just very complex when it comes to dealing with people in general. We've been talking about people being multifaceted, mm-hmm. right? And having all these different avenues of trying to communicate and feel and process and understand things. So I just think that it's it's bonkers, period. Yeah. Dating, trying trying to date. Every single time I'm in a relationship, I look back and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad that I'm not dating. Like, I'm glad that I am. Oh, so you're not a, you don't like dating. I, this is going to sound bad. Mixed feelings, mixed bag, mixed, mixed bag. bag. I like the game, honestly. Uh, I do, but let me, let me, let me speak on this a little bit. Get because some of this toxicity out. It's not toxic so much as it is um, ugly duckling syndrome, if you're familiar with it. Yes. Yeah. So I read the ugly, ugly duckling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I read so, some, listen, I haven't been to Paris, but I read the ugly duckling. But I, <laughs> I've been to Paris. I know right. a lot about I, the I've done, I've done a few things. I, um. It, it's funny because like the same people who were anonymously DMing me in middle school to stop wearing tight shirts, we consider jelly rolls, are the same people now mm-hmm. in my DMs. So you was in my DMs back then, and you in my DMs now. But make it, it make seems sense like to me. the same but different. It's the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't do this. It's the same but different. You was in my DMs back then, and you yes. were saying something. You in my DMs now, and you saying something, but. Yeah. You're saying something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, like, yeah. that's, that's what I say. I like the game. That's what I like. I, um, I do like to flirt. I really do. I think it's fun. I don't think it's. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck you think you're talking to? It's Go just, ahead. it's just. Fun. That was for the people. That wasn't for me. You're, that, you're letting the people know you like knew. to flirt. I get it. I get we it. We knew. I get it. Um, I, I don't. I could be wrong. I could be a little toxic in thinking this. I don't think it's harmful. I think flirting, flirting is flirting is fun. It okay. is another method of communication. And if anything, like all I'm trying to do is collect information. Okay. So the way you might react to a certain thing that I've said, maybe a little cheeky. Yes. I'm enigmatic. I'm a little cheeky sometimes yes. as well. Um, a little edgy. A little edgy, if you will. Yes. Uh, I am purely doing experiments i'm purely a field researcher collecting mm, data 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 yes. data because that's what i'm saying like i i have fun certainly i have fun in all the things that i do i like talking to people i just like i just like interacting with other people um and so me flirting is just one other element of that and and i I flirt with people that I may not even be interested in. It's just, a- <laughs> <laughs> like, and that sounds bad. That sounds bad because you feel like you're giving mixed signals. Because then, if the person does feel like, okay, this is a cue that I'm supposed to work off of, yeah, then they work off of it. And you're like, yeah. oh wait, no, nasty, ugly motherfucker. No, I'm no, sorry. Thanks, I was only, no I was only flirting on you because I like the game. I was only flirting mm. on you because I like to keep my tools sharp. Had nothing to do with me actually you make being me interested. I ma- I no, I articulate your sounds well is what I do. I don't yeah. make you. Sa- I make you sound however people feel because I'm listening to what you're saying. But none of these things that I'm even articulating for you, uh-huh. which I shouldn't be doing. But even but but me. but even these things, they don't make me look at you any weird type of way. Yeah, I I'm- understand what it is you're saying, and what you're saying is a whole lot more ubiquitous than you would think. It's yeah. out there. It's yeah. widespread. People do this all yeah. the time. Yeah. It's flow with people that they would never 
be seen in public with. Yeah, and I don't I don't think that's a wrong thing to do. Really. I think okay. that um because you're in it for the sport. <laughs> yeah, and like some people are going to be upset with me for I guess revealing that that women and men do that. But um no, I I think it's actually it's I think it stems from a place of ugly duckling, like knowing that at one point in my life, like people did not want to be with me. Right. And now. Certainly. Certainly a long there, lasting there is, effect. There is an influx of people who are interested in me. And yeah. I, I'm not saying that just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, it, but it is. I'm that bitch now, but it's like. No, nah, but it, it's. It's a it's very different. odd place to occupy. 1000%. I agree with you okay yes nah right one thousand percent yes one but this is but this is the plight that i'll be talking on because like you said i have a great room i've been to paris i've got this i've got that but look even you feel the guilt off of that and the thing is no one ever really pities that person yeah no one pities the person that's been to paris no one person's the pity or pities the person that can go and speak some french that can Talk to you about these different relationships and how people like them more now than them in their past. People that are breaking up with people, right? Like no one's giving any of that, but no one's ever thinking about what those people go through. And that's a real thing because people could say, oh, well, you're what? It's a weird space because people like you now and they didn't like you you in the past. To me, you just sound like some stuck up bitch. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's, you're just not, not that. Right. If if you, I am if you ever confident as a mediocre white man and y'all mad about it. If you ever been in a position because you can just take it outside of that, extrapolate. If you take it outside of that <laughs> and you just think about being any type of person or dealing with anything for a long period of time, and then at a point in time, arising out of that, becoming something else, and then having to deal with what comes with that and how and if that happens in a very short amount of time, it's a mind fuck. Yeah, it, it messes with you a little bit it, and you got to try me, to get your bearings in life again. Mm-hmm. That is something that should be easily felt. I should very easily be able to feel that. Yeah. To connect with that, mm-hmm. because that's not something that just has to do with a very superficial attraction mm-hmm. like that. Again, if you extrapolate that transcends and spills out into all different sorts of domains in life. Recognizing something and experiencing something in one point in time, mm-hmm. very quick, almost overnight success or something happening at a point in time. And sometimes it has been. Overnight. And then, oh shit, people are looking at me differently. They're treating me differently. They're talking to me in a way that I've never experienced. There are, there are problems. There are hills. There are mountains that mm-hmm. have to be surmounted. There are things that have to be figured out after that takes place. Yeah. That's, that's because it's almost, you're stepping into being a new person because the world yeah. is treating you in a way that it never treated you before. That comes with its own bag of tricks, and you yeah. have to understand that. Like, pardon me for elevating my standards a little bit. Like, mm. I, and I hate to say it, but like, that's that's really what it was. Like, I um, it, I've learned, and that it may you, not be. And in, in the shitting on people may come from words like elevating your standards. Maybe you should just say again, yeah, ta- tapering, reconfiguring, or re- reconfiguring, refining. Yes, you know. Your yes. yeah, your your standards for things. We we had made a joke. I had made a joke about it uh, a couple couple weeks ago. We did. Like the bar is literally on the floor, or it no, it's so easy, and that's what pisses me off. Yeah. Like, acts of service is my number one love language. 
if you can make a reservation somewhere, if you can tell me like <laughs> the dress code of where we're going, if you can tell me, oh, I'll drive us. Look, it's look, on site. Look at what you got going on in your life. Literally. You are dealing with mutts. Yes. Complete Absolute mutts. Mutt. Like what? These are just, just make a reservation, tell you the dress code, make tell you where to be. I'm on, I'm there. It's on site. You got me. I am bagged. Put a check mark next to me. Literally fork done. in me. I'm done. That's it. Oh, that's crazy. That's exactly. Oh, that's crazy. That's what I'm saying. And that's crazy. You, that's crazy. you partner Aaron, yourself. I want with- more for you. You would not be in my home talking on my fucking microphone. <laughs> Sipping out of my mug and my glass. This particular in this front particular of what glass. has been deemed by Mo my IG lights. Okay, if I didn't want better for you, I do. You Thank need, you. yeah, Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. You need better than I me. am on my way though. Yeah, That's you, the thing is, you. It's a journey. You date the people. You surround yourself with the love you think you deserve, and so looking back at previous relationships i can see like literally where i was in my life in my growth and development because of the people that i was romantically involved with mm. and i was okay accepting some of these things mm. because it's what i was okay accepting for myself like i thought this was this was it the last relationship that i was in um i had truly never never been loved in that capacity like it was in that capacity yeah, and you're speaking a whole lot about love and love languages, and I'm thinking about this book, Reconcilable Differences, again, mm-hmm. that breaks it down a little bit more than just love languages. But yeah, I really do tell people th- tell people that they should check this out. Like I suggest that people check out Reconcilable Differences, Connecting in the Disconnected World by Donna Markova, PhD, and Angie MacArthur, also authors of Collaborative Intelligence, because I'm thinking about when people say this old maxim of treat people as you were like done onto you, whatever, however that goes. Yeah. Yeah. But what if that person doesn't like the way that you like to, to be treated? Right. right. That's something that's very easily fathomed. I feel like we can right. think about, okay, well, I'm going to treat this person the way I like to be treated. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's a great thing to tell your children because it, it shows them consideration for other people mm-hmm. in life and that do it shows them good intentions that you want to do to other people at least what you would like done to you. Right. But then as you get older and you mature, that conversation has to nuance a bit. So then you have to ask, well, what if that other person doesn't like the way that you like to be received? Yeah. So I asked you the same question. What credence do you give towards people not loving you the way that you necessarily like to be loved, but you understand that this is the way that they love? Yeah. Like how, how, how can you, do you feel like that's something you can work around or if they're not if their, t- their their ranking of love languages doesn't necessarily compute or align with yours, is it mm. just one of these astrology things where it's like, oh, you're a Capricorn? Nope, can't be friends. Can't, can't love you. Sorry. Can't fuck, fuck with a Capricorn. You. So, right. So is it I'm that same sort of thing? Oh, can't, you can't. rank them that way? Oh, this will never work. Yeah. Because in from my understanding, just from communication as well as reading this book, is it's more so an understanding of how that person loves. Yeah. And how you receive love. And if you can do that bilaterally, if both people can understand that, get a grasp on that through communication, then you might be able to have a much better chance of making it work. Even more so than some people that just have the same rankings of love languages 
but still don't go about the communication of it in the correct way. Yeah. It gets dicey. It does. That's why I said all this is complex. We can have like, we can have a differentiation between the way that you want to be loved versus how you love. And that's the other thing too. Like when I ask you your love languages, I ask you to rank it like, what do you like to receive? Mm -hmm. What do you like to give? Mm -hmm. Because I, it's not that I can't figure it out on my own, but it, it helps. Yes. It helps. I understand. Um, and it's I, a little roadmap with a little legend at the bottom. Yeah, so you can just just give me like an outline of what I'm getting happening. into. Yeah, and yeah. I've been in relationships where like what is given and what is received, love language wise, is completely disparaged. Like there's it's yes. a complete like opposite mm-hmm. track kind of thing. But yeah. but I it doesn't work out long term. It doesn't. And actually, which is why you out here for the streets these days yeah. doing you. Well, it's okay. Well, how are you enjoying the streets? How are the streets treating you, Aaron? Very well. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe I'll tell you so, what. If we're gonna edit something and post this, that because she's nasty now. Because now she um, just said straight up. I Aaron. asked her how the streets were. She said oh, the streets. Oh the, my, the oh, streets have oh, never felt. Oh my God, it's it's just newly repaved. Yeah, <laughs> it is doing. It is slick out there. It is doing very well. well. I love driving the streets late at night. So you know how I was saying, like, if you can do literally the bare minimum for me. <laughs> then, then you are willing to do the yeah. most for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Yes. I. Um, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Do it. Say it. So I had broken up with this most recent partner. And it was. And I went to them. With complete honesty, I said, you know, we were very on and off. So this was literally the fourth time I had broken up with him. This was the final. Jesus Christ. Look, yeah. how many times you got to get broken up with? Take a hint. <laughs> Jeez Louise. And so I just went to him and I said, look, like, this has run its course for me. Um, I don't feel the same way anymore. And I, like, genuinely from the, with every fiber of my being, I was sorry to have been the one to, like, say this and be the one to really cut things off okay you're sorry for cutting things off with I'm, and i'm person. sorry for doing it in the way that i'm doing it okay i'm, sorry I'm going to the, the bathroom one second okay 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 <laughs> um well because i want to wait until you're back no for sure because you want to just speak some french to the people we um we oui. uh monologue uh en français c'est mon deuxième langue et uh Quand j'étais plus jeune, j'habitais en Belgique, donc euh, j'apprenais le, le langue français. Et, euh, et euh, je comprends beaucoup, mais quand je parle, c'est euh, comme c'est comme ça. Euh, je dois pratiquer un peu, euh, c'est vrai, euh, oui, mais euh, euh, en chance, euh, euh, what's the word I'm for? j'apprends un euh, nouveau, un, un ami nouveau, euh, Jean-Baptiste. Jean-Baptiste... Euh, uh, il fait du pain uh, au travail, oui, et uh, il parle français. Il parle français très bien, très beau, et uh, donc uh, nous, nous pratiquons le français uh, uh, encore, tout le monde. Um, I, this is a little embarrassing on my part, if I'm being completely honest. Ah, allons-y! You, and you know what's funny? I was thinking like, ooh, if I'm gonna have a mic in front of me with like a pop filter and everything, I might, I might sing a little bit. But no, I just straight French. But, but you, oh, 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 just straight. Oh, you just, just giving French. French to the people? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. You'll, you'll hear it. You'll hear it. That's very nice. Um, 
you're upset that you had to break it off. Not only that you had to break it off with this person, but also in the way that you decided to do it. Well, yeah, how did you decide to do it? Because um, what it was for me, and I you had sent to- one of those airplanes in the sky that leave a little trail, and it was just like we're done. <laughs> Basically, I went over to his house and I was like, it's a little "So this is it?" And we literally had plans like two weeks following to go up to Massachusetts together for like a family wedding. So it was like a, it was like a. Thing, yeah. Good news never had, or bad news never had good timing. No, that's what it is. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. When do you when do you do it? You got plans, but you have up. to be There's honest. There's always yeah. that's the thing. There are always plans with someone. There's always something brewing, right? Yep. There's always like a this is a big plan too. A birthday coming up, or a Christmas, or yeah. this, or that. So anytime, or Valentine's Day, a wedding. Oh Jesus, an anniversary, right? Oh anniversary. So anytime you're about to do, it, it's never a good time. Nope, no. But I knew that I had to do it sooner rather than later because uh, you needed the untethering. I needed the untethering. You knew that I really you needed did. the untethering. And I had mentioned this to him previously in one of our our previous breakups, actually. <laughs> That um, so bad, bad. so bad. That's so funny. Um, I had told him, and he he was like, you know, I just, I just, I don't buy it. Like, I don't believe this. But this was the honest truth. Like, I asked him, I was like, or not asked him. I told him, I said, I don't think you and I see the moments the same way. Okay. Um, like you wonder, you wonder. Meaning you guys don't share the same recollection of the moments or that within we, the moments themselves. Within the moments themselves, we do not perceive, process, acknowledge, um, enjoy, and appreciate oh, okay. the same way. Yeah. And that was actually a big thing for me. And, you know, I had said it to him multiple times prior. And he was just like, I, you know, I just don't buy it. I feel like that's a cop out. I'm like, well, no, that's like the actual thing, though, is like when we go somewhere. And like, I'm a very, I'm a visual person. So I like, I'm a very experience based person. I couldn't give a damn about if you take me out to a fancy dinner, but like, if we go for a picnic, if we go to a museum, like if we are doing something. I'm the king of the picnics, by the way. The king, the king. I'm single, Earl. And and by the way, it started from me just trying to find more frugal ways to have dates. Yes, exactly. Years and years and years ago. That's where it started. It's the thought behind it that's what matters to me. Yes. Um, But, you know, if I can't have... The other thing, too, is like intellectual conversations. Like, I needed to be able to just have, like, full... like He wasn't even there for you. No. You felt like you had to do nothing but teach these motherfuckers. Yeah. Every time I got to teach minute you, I, I became you, notify y'all. Yeah. We got time for all that. I don't. Like, I got too I've much on my Paris. plate. I've been to Paris, I've never been to Paris. Does it seem like I I've got seen time? the Mona Lisa. I've like, seen the... Oh! Do you, have you really, though? Yeah. How was the Mona Lisa in person? If I can be completely honest, yes. very underwhelming. Very underwhelming? Very underwhelming. But p- it's only the, because of the expectations that you've had your whole life? The expectations, right. for sure. But also, the painting itself is significantly smaller than you would imagine. And it's here's the thing: is the Mona Lisa is here on the, on on this wall, which is like twenty feet high, fifteen feet across. It's the only painting on the wall. Better be it, it ought to be. And it's like hordes of people surrounding the the velvet rope to just like oh, like I saw the Mona Lisa. Meanwhile, on the other side of the wall, there are priceless Van Goghs and mm-hmm. Monets, and it's just like this is what we're looking at. It's mm-hmm. some bitch smirking. 
right. when right. <laughs> when literal prolific um admittedly visually entice way more visually enticing mm. images and paintings and works of art are 10 feet this way okay so that's that was it for me that's okay. what i'm saying like when i see these things like i i definitely appreciate it like being able to say like i have seen the mona lisa in person i do not take that for granted whatsoever like that is something i hold very near and dear to my heart also being the person to live rather empirically and using all those senses like i see it for what it is awesome check and then it's like okay but no one else talks about the fact that the, the room that the mona lisa is in is also filled with priceless works of art that like no one's going to talk about it yeah so that's just like that's my beef with mm -hmm. mona lisa yeah um we uh before before we were um talking about the differences in uh Perceiving the moment. Yes. Um, just like, I don't know. I, I really, I, here's an example that I use. Um, I went to the botanical gardens with a friend. And when I'm like pointing at something like, oh, look at this. It's mm. not me being childish. Like, oh, like, come over here and look at this. It's like. Botanical gardens, like Longwood, Pennsylvania. Uh, in DC. Oh, DC. gotcha. We like walked the mall, went to all the botanical gardens, a couple of the Smithsonian's mm -hmm. in there. It was nice. Shout out the Longwood Gardens out in PA. I believe that's where it is. Okay. I've been there once. I'm, Beautiful. I'm, I, yeah, I love places that just like an amusement park, but just flowers. Yes. Like, it's, like, yes. like wow. Exactly. Like, y'all like, really just built this whole thing just based off of flowers, huh? Yeah. Crazy. And it, rightfully so. Because, yeah, a thousand percent. Like, flowers are so alien. Yeah, if you've never been to a botanical gardens, I could see you thinking that it's a weird thing. But if yeah. you go to a real, yeah. real garden, you're like, okay, real I beautiful spend a observatory day. and all sorts of stuff. It's like, oh no, y'all. Yeah, when you walk into an observatory with all different sorts of plants, flowers, trees yeah. you've never seen, and they're, you know, twenty seven different kinds of butterflies oh. flying freely. Yeah. And yes. they just land on your shoulders and stuff. I'm like, oh, y'all yeah. built heaven. Yeah, <laughs> all heaven built on earth. Like, we are oh, here. Okay, yeah, that's a different experience. That's, that's what I like. Those are the kinds of dates that I like. It's it's more experience okay. based. Okay. So I went with a friend to Botanical Gardens, and we were marking on the art sculptures in the gardens. Um, and I had, you know, like for me, when I say like, look at this thing, it's not come over here and look at this thing. It's me saying, come over here. And remark on the thing that I am observing and okay. then say something to me that lets me know that you have also remarked on the same thing. Let's okay. start a conversation about it. Let me know that you are appreciating it. Maybe not the same way that I am, but right. you are appreciating it in your way. And let's talk about it. Okay. So, and it sounds silly, but when I was with this person, a, a girl, I might add, um, no romantic interest whatsoever, but. She was also, she is also bisexual. So, like, I feel like it was kind of like a pseudo date. Mm. I don't know. But she, um, we were in one of the gardens and she's looking at this orchid that has uh, purple, purple petals with orange, like, leopard spots all over it. It was crazy. I've never seen anything like it. And she's, like, she points at it and she goes, oh, my God, like, look at the petals on this, you know? And the moment that she said mm. it, I was like, holy shit. That's exactly what I have said. Not just what I've said, but, like. I know that what she's asking right now is exactly what I've been asking of every partner mm. beforehand. Mm. And now I'm in a place and position where 
um, I'm experiencing more or less what I would be doing with someone else. Um, but also like, I know that's what she wants from me. Yeah. And so, I don't know, it's like a very weird epiphany where she, she just asked me like, hey, look, come look at this pedal. And I was like, <laughs> come look at this pedal. Come look at this pedal. This pedal is so pretty. And then I fell in love. <laughs> no, 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 no. But like, just like being able to explain that. That is just doing the least and getting the most out of it. On the floor. Come look at this pedal. Come oh my God, I'm so in love I'm with so you. I'm so in love. No one's ever looked at the pedal with me. Yeah. No, literally, that's that's how easy it is. It's It floors me. It yeah. floors me. Yeah. Um. And so that was a literal moment where I was like, oh, okay. Like, this is not what I'm getting out of my current relationship. Um. Feels very futile for me to continue trying. Like, and other things had happened at this point that just brought me closer and closer to that decision. And then having that moment with someone else, like it, it was a platonic but potentially romantic circumstance. Yeah. Well, and especially like being in a partnership with a man versus a woman, like seeing that kind of difference. I was like, oh, okay. Again, like, I don't know nothing about any. Maybe I maybe I need to check out the fellas. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I need to do? Do I need to I go check know. out the fellas so I can understand what you're talking about? I don't about? think anyone is I wonder, truly I wonder what the fellas would treat me. How they would treat yeah. me. How would the fellas treat Earl? Like, if I decided to go out and be like, hey, my man. Let me know. I, I know that, <laughs> hey, I know that girls know how to do it for sure. Like, I, I made a joke. Like, we should go get coffee beforehand. Because if you ask any gay person, like, they're always down for a coffee. Yo, always you're coming up with just wild things anyone? and and stereotypes. Like, nope. Any LGBTQA out there plus, knows plus. exactly what the fuck I'm talking about, especially specifically bisexual and pansexual people. You they, specifically love coffee dates. I swear to God, I swear to God. Okay, you never have to ask a bisexual person if they want to get coffee because <laughs> the answer is always yes. The answer, I'm and I'm. Do you telling, understand? Like the things that you have said, it, it's not me. Like refuting any of them but they're on the face of them they're the funniest things ever like when you say <laughs> if you walk hey, in a room <laughs> with, with the confidence of a mediocre white man you can achieve anything. anything nothing can stop you just on the face of these things like i wish the things that you said have you thought about making bumper stickers out of some of the things yes. that you say yes have I, you made bumper stickers no um, okay still in I'm gonna the process write a book i'm gonna write a book you're gonna write a book you don't yeah. want the bumper stickers bumper stickers are too cheap for you uh no i just think you should get into that i mean you can write a book too uh, you can also get off some bumper stickers yeah like why not i think so why not I, you would be so it. happy if you were riding down the road and you saw a bumper sticker you're like that's me that's me. Well, I said that thing well, about, also, about mediocre white men. That's I me. I want the experience of like when you're reading a book and you see that one line that just like oh. I gotta close it and walk away. Oh, from you it. want yeah, you want to give that, so yeah. you don't want to give it away. And I have too many things to say to put on oh, one bumper stick. Too many things. To say. So there you go. Um, we were talking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because talking about the differences in just experiencing things, just. In, I felt that there was a huge disparity in the way that things were enjoyed between the two of us. Um, there was some discrepancies between actions and words, too, that at one point really upset me. So speaking on the Finsta, we'll talk about the Finsta. Um, I I don't necessarily only post, you know, pictures of me in my bathing suit. But, like, if I'm feeling myself, like, a picture's probably going to go up. 
And I had gotten a lot of pushback from my partner at that at that point, even though it was uh, being and I don't like that. And I don't like that because I value my independence very much. Okay. I'm with you. Go. <laughs> I am comfortable, competent, and confident to be oh. in a relationship uh, with someone. And I don't do things Y'all to, don't know about the three C's. Yeah. I, do, I wouldn't do anything to make my partner feel uncomfortable. However. However. I've had partners feel uncomfortable with some of the things that I do. But that's, <laughs> but that's the nature of myself and my expressions. Like. It's so, not your intention to put this person off cue. It's just you trying to be in your natural state. And yes. that's just what it's going to be. Yes, exactly. And this is why I brought into the scope of this conversation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the untethering. That is the reason yes. why I lit up the way you when you brought this up to me or I brought it up to you. However, it went down. Yeah. However, it was birthed the other day mm-hmm. when you said, fuck all the small talk, Earl. How's your heart? Yeah. And I told you I felt <laughs> liberated. I felt creative. I felt imaginative. I just felt free. I felt yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you're like, oh, fuck. Me too. Yeah. What's going on? Here? Yeah. You think it's something in the air? Is this like. Is this a paradigm shift taking place and we're just not aware of it? Is this have something to do with the collective consciousness mm-hmm. of all the people that happen to be tuned in and tapped in yeah. to the source, right? Without saying all these things, that's what you said. That's what I said, yeah. Okay. Again, I read. I haven't <laughs> been to Paris, but I read. I haven't, I haven't crowded around the Mona Lisa to try to look at the brushstrokes, but... And by the way, when you speak about the size of the... I've seen... Very tiny. I read this in the Smithsonian. I think it may be that Smithsonian that's sitting over there on the board right now. Nice. But a Smithsonian of old, maybe Chinese paintings that were like, I, I want to get this right, but it's something like an inch by an inch or two inches by two inches. Oh my God. And they use, like their paintbrush is like the hair of a mouse or some no. shit like that. And they just sit there and they paint. With like the hair of a mouse, these oh itty God. bitty portraits, but they're beautiful when uh-huh. zoomed in or when magnified. They're amazing yeah, pieces. Yeah, yeah. So again, the the size of it for me that doesn't it matters, but within the context of the rest of the painting, if I'm looking at the painting and I think that the brush strokes and the technique is amazing, and then you do that on an extremely small canvas with a rat hair uh-huh. in your hand. Wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. You got it's me. It's not the product. It's the craft itself. It's the craft. Mm-hmm. It's the love in the craft. Yes. I yes. walked I walked into a place called the Torpedo Factory. It's in Arlington or Alexandria. I think it's Old Town Alexandria. Some mm-hmm. shit like that. Torpedo. And you walk in and is it Torpedo Factory? Yeah, Torpedo Factory. You walk in there. It's a bunch of exhibits, mm-hmm. but you can walk, but you can also walk into the studios of the artists. And you can go in there and buy their stuff. You see them in there working on their stuff. They'll take a break from working on what they're working on and talk to you about what it is that you're looking at. A dream. I walked into one place and this guy, this Asian dude, was looking at this painting. I was looking up at it. This shit was large. I don't even know how large it was, but it took up like a whole wall. It was large. Yeah. And he was like, I've been working on that one for about six years. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. What? That's a child. You've been working on something for six years? 
Yeah, no, no. The pain, the anguish, the experience. You get yeah. you, you starting other paintings, getting done with them, finishing, selling them, the relationships you're having with people, yourself, the outside world. And you're you're working on this thing for six years, Jeff. We're gonna get a bit of that yeah. in the six years every of you creating this. Walk or not walk, every phase of mm. life in those six years mm. is in the painting itself. Yeah. And you wouldn't think to in look the different for that unless shades you knew how to. Yes. Within those different phases. Yeah. Yeah. They're subsets of these things. And that's crazy to me. Like people like you and I would understand that and we would appreciate that and look for those sorts of things. But that's why, you know, people have such a beef with modern art. There's this, you know, this theory that modern art is I could do that plus yeah, but you didn't. Mm. And people have a lot of there's a lot of qualms about modern qualms. Art. qualms yes. About modern art because it looks like it was so easy to do. Like it's just like yeah. a black circle painted on a white background. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, but it's not just the product itself. It's the process. It's it's the, the process behind but it. But sometimes even a process may not have been that deep. To be honest, yeah. It's really just the way that the person relates to the thing. Yeah. Is that's really what it comes but down that's, to? That's the value because you don't beautiful. know the process. That's always beautiful. No, I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Listen, we did a podcast before where a dude sold nothing for like millions of dollars. When I say mm-hmm. nothing, it means like there was nothing there. Yeah. Like it was like four pieces of tape on the ground. And it huh. said, this is for imagination. And they sold that shit for like millions of dollars. Right? So I understand that the art yeah. world is a little bit different. It's just the way that you touch yeah. on things are a little different. Mm-hmm. So I like listen. I'm gonna give it up to those people. If you want to spend your money on, then that's then. Hey, you go ahead and you do that. I'm good on on the imagination. Yeah, that I have to unfurl for four pieces of tape on the ground. Mm-hmm. Right, like I'm 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 good on that. That's yeah. for the next person. But I do also still acknowledge and appreciate the fact that people look at things and they just have a connection to things the way that they do. Sometimes you can just be an art snob and have a bunch of money and just buy shit just for the shit of it. Yeah, maybe you, you buy it. it with you, so. Maybe you buy it for the appreciation of the item, and you're gonna pass this down generation to generation, create generational wealth. Yeah. I don't know what the play is, that but I leave that for other people. Right, that's, that's fine. Right, I forgot where I was getting to from like the very, very beginning of all this art appreciation. I think it came Mona Lisa. It, it, it came b- b- before art. I think. Mm. Uh, I forget exactly. We've been we've been all over the place. It's been yeah. cohesive, but not cohesive. It's been, it's been a little abstract, but it's been a bit. It's been abstract. I work in abstraction. We we knew this. Um. So I guess I'll just say that. Yes. <laughs> it matters, the way that we interact with things. It matters. The way that other people perceive the way that we interact with things, it certainly matters if one of those people are going to be your significant other. Mm-hmm. For me, when it comes to the untethering, mm-hmm. I had, I told you I had a guest on here. She was actually my ex-girlfriend. Shout out to Jess. Jess, what up? <laughs> Jess be giving it up for the pod. She loves the pod. She's been listening for forever. Nice. She's super awesome. Nice. Um, to Jess. To Jess. Suggest. Clink. Suggest. She's going to love that. So she had, she was with someone. Mm -hmm. Didn't work out. As usually doesn't. Yeah. Break up. She notices this person after the breakup. Mm 
you know what I mean? You yeah. see, you see me. I don't know if it's tweets, Instagram posts. You have guys have uh, mutual friends. They clearly keep you up to date on stuff that you don't even really care to be up to date on, but yeah. they just let you know how your old, how your old yeah, man. Yeah, just in case you girl. forgot. Yeah, like this is what they're doing now. Yeah. By the way, I didn't ask you. Yeah, but this is what they're doing. Here just in is. case you know, this is who they're hanging out with. This is what they're doing. This yeah. is the tea on them, right? In that they were behaving and conducting themselves in a way she had never seen. Mm -hmm. What I get from that is we too often get into these relationships and we think we want to go about it the right way. We want to give ourselves into getting out of our comfort zone. Yeah. The comfort zone could be, well, I'm a beast for the streets and just have fun, run around, do my thing, whatever. And that's cool. And there's no shade on that at all. Not from me. Not from Earl. Not from Earl <laughs> yeah, Lonnie let's Hooks. Not twisted. Definitely yeah, not, not from, from Earl me. Lonnie Hooks. But, or I should say, and, because mm-hmm. I'm not negating so many things these days. I'm not saying right. anything but before, on things. Anything before the word yeah, but I'm saying does and, not exist. And. 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 Uh, we put ourselves in situations with the right intentions Mm -hmm. because i give people that benefit of the doubt yeah i don't know if people know exactly what benefit of the doubt is but i give people the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. they went into this with the right intentions i went into this with the right intentions when you start when you find someone that is a free spirit or maybe just more free spirited and looser than you are. And you try to start boxing them in to conventional planes in life, you will quickly find out that you have gotten them all the way fucked up. Yes. Right. You thought that whatever you thought was going to happen in the way that you thought it was going to happen. That's not the case. I was telling someone recently that Upon learning about me and people learning about me, mm-hmm. that I'm not quite the conventional person. I don't even know exactly what that means. Yeah, but, nothing uh, but about I'm, you screams conventional. Right. So you you learn more and more about me and you you spend time around me. You learn that more and more. And every day you start to learn, oh, fuck. With that, too, with the way that you drink food, with the way, I mean, to eat food, drink <laughs> beverages, the way that you sleep, the way that you think about this, the way that you go about it. it it turns out that it's everything that I do. Mm-hmm. I've sculpted everything in my life the way that it needs to be tapered and catered for me. Yeah. Now, I heard from a very, very prominent uh, clinical psychologist during a debate that not meaning that all conservative people are, are stupid and need to be in a herd somewhere, just following smarter people, mm-hmm. but that if you do think badly, Meaning your processes, your analysis of things, your critical thinking is subpar. It's not good. Mm-hmm. And you should be able to be objective with these things and know whether you're a great thinker of yeah. things or not. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not a great thinker, it is better, it is safer for you to be a more conservative person. Not necessarily just in politics. I know I'm using that word. What I'm right. saying is just more for, so a conventional conservative person. Yeah. Just follow the herd. Because if you don't, that means that you'll be trying to make daily decisions just based off of your thinking what you know and you're going to do very badly over there so you should just do what's safer which is doing what everyone else does now if you're not one of those people then you can start making decisions just cater to you and how you're going to move because you're better with critical analysis of things i like to think i'm one of those people yeah so 
that's how I live my life. What feels good to Earl? Mm -hmm. What caters to Earl in my specific way of engaging with the world? That's how I do things. So then when it comes to people learning about me, wanting to be around me, wanting to be a part of my life, you're kind of a difficult person to get with. You're you're difficult to be with because you are more. Because you're more. Because you're new. Yeah. Because you're refreshing. I don't I, I haven't been in these waters before. This is uncharted yeah. territory for this person on the outside. Right. Right. So it takes a lot of learning, a lot of reengagement, a lot of recalibration, as we we're saying, a whole lot of mm-hmm. it, it takes a lot of that. Um, a lot of reforming things, a lot of reformation mm-hmm. that has to take place in people's minds to be with people that are a little bit more free spirited, just different thinking. Yeah. Um, so in my experience. When you take one of these people, such as myself, maybe such as you as well, mm-hmm. and you try to box them into what you feel like your conventional sense of relationship or relating to someone else ought to be, yeah. you're going to run into a lot of bumps on the road. Yeah. Because what, what you're doing is you are, you are taking someone that feels free and feels good and invigorated living outside of the norm. That's mm-hmm. what feels good to them. And you're trying to drag them back into the box with everyone else. And that's not where they shine. That's not where they flourish. No. So that's why a person like you or I would feel liberated or so great and embrace each other the way that we did the other day. If we feel like there has been a slight untethering taking place in our lives. Yeah. Which is why when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, I know what type of time she's on. (laughs) I know what type of time she's on. Yeah. (laughs) No, but it's actually funny because the untethering that I was referring to mm-hmm. was not with a romantic partner. It was actually with my dad. But, but, but it's, but, no, but, and, but, and but I get so, that through so. conversation, but, and, and I even told you then, cause you said, yeah, I don't think that you think that the untethering I'm going through is with the type of person that you think is, it doesn't matter. Right. What matters is the context of the untethering, which means you were either being placed in a box by someone else or you are allowing yourself to be placed in a box by someone else and you wanted to fulfill whatever perception they had of you mm-hmm. to some degree. Yeah. Well, as, and, a, as and, a people pleaser, 100% yes. Exactly. Yeah. And then you decided, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. And you cut the tethering. You yeah. cut the cord. Mm-hmm. And then you felt the liberation that comes with that. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you cut that person out of your life. It means that you cut the idea of who you needed to be to that person yes. out of your life. Yes. And your perception of things is your world. That's your reality. That's, that's all we have, Earl, is the moments. You know, that. I, I feel what you're saying. Earl. Yeah. I get you. Because I'm, uh, it's coming to terms at the same time. Um, one, no longer being uh not commanded but no longer living by mm. the expectations of others mm. which is tough to do because no like, longer living in a authoritarian <laughs> uh dictatorial yeah <laughs> sort of state really truly yes um that makes a big difference being liberated from slavery being emancipated yeah. is a huge deal. You, you just ask is some people. Is that why I feel like 30 pounds lighter? Like, like it, I, feels a, it feels a little different when you take those shackles off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just like no longer having to live up to those expectations. 
But those are expectations that are put on to us by other people. But there's also a bit of um, complacency with that. Like when, yeah. you, when you ascribe to those expectations, mm-hmm. of course. So it was I like I had done the work of not living by those expectations anymore. But the, the untethering truly came from me. Like the connection was these people had these expectations of me. The untethering is me no longer molding, yes. acting in the way that is conducive to those expectations. Yeah, and performing. Perf- exactly. Yes. And it felt very performative. Yes. It felt very much like... Bye, duty. You get out there and get to them young folk. Hey, man. You know what I mean? Duty, let me talk about Duty, this is my man. He comes on. You know what I mean? He's out here. Everything he's got on, he's a coach. He's out here back. He's out here in two sports. He's out here, but you want to talk about two of them. He out here two sports. Stop. He's back out here in the community raising these young boys, trying hey. to give them something. Boys to men. Your boys to men. The future. Although we come um, to here. the end of the road. I'll let you teach the youth. I'll let you teach the, the, the future. We'll talk about Paris another time. It's unnatural. <laughs> you belong to me. I belong to you. <laughs> all right, man. All right, all right later. Okay, okay. <laughs> later, man. <laughs> He's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great, great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, we're doing Boys the Men. I love Boys the Men. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Yes. Well, my dream, I know they're doing a residency T- somewhere Tim, in Tim's Vegas. and Bob's of age 48 and older. It's actually funny. Um, so my dad was very much a big, um, like a lot of my music tastes now, like my dad was a huge classic rock and roll type father. So like I have a lot of that. And then my mom was like a huge R&B. So we were listening to Brian McKnight, uh, mm. Boyz II Men, um, all, you know, people of that sort uh, growing up. And so now it's, it's just interesting to see like the kind of music that I'm wanting to create is very much based in the, the, the combining of those two things of of classic rock and rhythm and blues. People that don't know it's where R&B came from, rhythm and blues for y'all that black, don't know. It's fine. Black it's people all made good. rock and roll. Black people, I didn't even want to get into it. Like, where is this coming from? Well, I'll just not, state this. It's black not my people, space to talk about pe- it, but it's true. Well, nah, fuck that. I'm not with that. I'm in the space of people can talk about whatever the fuck they want to talk about it's just up for the people listening mm-hmm. to discern if you know what the fuck you're talking about yeah. or not. You but can say, say whatever you want yeah. to, it, but it's up for me to be able to delineate between the real and the fake. Yeah. What it is you're saying that is credible and what it is you're saying that is standing on no legs whatsoever. Yeah. It doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter it what is, your color is. It is a huge thing to be able to say, I don't know enough about that, so I don't. I cannot speak on it. Well, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, but, but that's, that's but that's but like just a human able... being, a human being, a human being about re- anything. It right. doesn't necessarily have to do with what culture, ethnicity you come from. It's just I don't know. I don't know. There but are that's hard for some there is black shit people can bring up to me in conversation. <laughs> I'll be like, I've got no idea what you're talking about mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. And that's just that. And you're not taking away my black. Co- that only, like these things are stupid. These are, Hand it over. Yo, giving you my black card is hilarious. Giving you my black card would actually get my black card taken away yeah. 
no. in real life. People would be like, yo, this podcast is over with. I wouldn't want We're that. We're done with you. this podcast. No, that's it's actually funny how I talked about it uh, earlier, but like my, I'd say like 98% of my existence is based in hyper, hyper irony. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And so I would think it'd actually be hilarious for you to give me the black card being like mm. a, a hyper ironic, stereotypical white girl. You want my black card? Could I? You want to have it? You want to? You want to tie no, it up? Hold on a second. Let me give you my on, black. Let me give my black card. Hold on. <laughs> I'm so glad this is being Real documented. Cool. Let me give you. Let me give you my black card. You know, I'm never gonna stop talking about this, um, right? Here, here you, there you are. What is, what is, what is my, what does my black card say um, on that side? What does it say? What makes you lose track of time? Oh, that's Can I talk about... Yeah, this was what... So we, Keon and I used to do meaningfulness cards on the I podcast. I actually want to talk about something we, like we, this, We've gone let's... through all of these now. There's like 36 of them in there. We've gone through all of them. But mm-hmm. I just... You know, I gave you my black card right now and you read it. And I'm keeping it uh, forever. And what's funny is I actually have the answer for you real fast. I This was my answer back then. It'll probably continue to be my answer for mm-hmm. it. I just looked over at my laptop. We're at two hours and 47 minutes. No way. 1,000%. So con- con- engaged conversation is what gets me no, lost. that's not right. We're, we're, we're rolling up on three hours. So we can go ahead and, you know what I mean, and, and, and wrap this up and then just hang out. Is that what you, you want? Mean, you want to hang, hang out? We can just hang, hang out. out. Yeah, we've done enough. We've, we've done enough for the people. Okay, but before we do that. Give, give me some. What here's do you the got? thing, because it's actually, it's in relation to um, these sorts of things. Give and me And I something. wanted to talk to you about this. So have you heard of this game called We're Not Really Strangers? Nope. So it's a card game uh, and there's three levels. Uh, essentially, all they are is just like question cards that you get You get in a group. It's like Cards Against Humanity. You get in a group and you pull this these question cards and you ask the questions and you get the answers, whatever. Um, so level one is like basic conversation questions, like color, um, what did you want to be when you grew up? Those kinds of things. The small talk, if you will. Mm. Level two is a little bit more connective, like a little bit deeper kinds okay. of questions. And level three is like, let's really get down to the nitty gritty of mm-hmm. it. So um, that game exists. Um <laughs> <laughs> I love that wrap up on that. That, <laughs> that game, <laughs> everything I just said meant something. It's a, it's a real thing. It exists. You can purchase it. Yes. Um, at your local retail. Oh, that's when you know it's real. When you can purchase it. Purchase it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Forget like imagine no, 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 or, no, like, no, 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 Consumerism. Critiques. Yes. Well, I want to actually capitalism. Speak on that. Let's talk about capitalism actually, because I bring up this this card game because around the same time that I was, you know playing this game with my mom and my sister. I'm I'm remarking on this game was created to create more connectivity between people, okay? Um, like really any board game, card game. It's, right. it's meant to bring people together. Yes. But this game specifically was created- The bringer and, of the together. Yes, he said. The, the bringer togetherer. <laughs> the bringer togetherer. <laughs> the bringer this together. Game. So I'm, you know, I'm looking at this game and I'm thinking like, Okay, we and I am notorious for overthinking sometimes. Okay, um, but I'm looking at this game and I'm thinking, okay, the purpose of this game was to ask these questions that one might be a little hesitant to ask or to answer. But when I mm-hmm. when I when I think about it, it's really <laughs> the commodification of human connectivity. Okay. So around this time, I'm having this thought. Um, I'm reading an article on 
Tesla is uh, either in the process of or already already in the works of creating their own uh, artificial intelligence. Yes, they're they're, yeah, making, yeah, yeah. they're making robots. They're yeah. they're programming for AI. I've talked about AI a bit on here. Um, yes, in the Neuralink, which is Elon Musk's uh, yes. company. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And I'm thinking on. Um, I this is one of the things I wasn't practicing how I would talk about it, but I was thinking about how I would segue into it and then connect these two things. But AI predominantly is a um, an idea that is conducted, researched, experimented, created mostly by men. And before we get further into it, this is not like a, a feminist critique. It's not like a men versus women thing. Like statistically speaking, like when it comes to AI, this is something that men. When it comes the to fool. the when it comes to the engineering field, yeah. When it comes to engineering and IT fields in general, it is male dominated. More men are interested in things tangible items mm -hmm. right in in like little gadgets and things like yes. that then women are women statistically from what i understand from the research indicates that women are more interested in people yes in relations than they are patterns little gadgets and things of such sort so of course when you get into engineering whether it's building rockets or it's building Neuralink or it's building ai whatever the case is men are going to be yes. at the forefront of it yes yes yes, yes. So there are some, uh, uh, I, I wouldn't even call it pushback necessarily as people are like commenting on this male desire, if you will, to create life itself because women are the life creators. They're the life bringers. Like it is a, a pure, it is a feminine thing to be able to make a life from seemingly nothing. And so before people start you know, chanting penis envy, like penis envy is a totally real thing. Okay. Like I would love to be able to walk down the street at night without fearing of being murdered. That's something. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Oh, no. I thought you were talking about, you just needed to take a piss somewhere and you just wanted to whip your penis. That out. would be <laughs> ideal as well. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. no. Okay. So si sidebar. So there was a, uh, a research, uh, there was a study done. If men were women for a day and if women were men for a day, what, what would you do? And the number one answer for men was, I would masturbate or I would look at my naked body. I like men being a woman, like they would just play with their boobs all day. Um, for <laughs> women, <laughs> don't act like you wouldn't. For women, no, I wouldn't. Well, we can get I to your answer in a with second. Boobs. Okay, good. <laughs> for women, the number one answer, if they were a man for the day, the number one answer was they would take a walk. They would go and take a walk okay. without fearing that someone was going to jump out of the bushes and grab them okay. and, you know, RIPE them and those sorts of things. Like, okay. So like that kind of disparity, mm -hmm. that's where I see like penis envy really, okay. really coming through. So that's what I mean when I say like, I'd love to be able to take a walk. And yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I'm looking at this construct of AI and wanting to create life or a, a simulation of life without the actual biological process of it. Yeah. And then also looking at how human connection is now being commodified. I mean, if you want to like hyper intellectualize it, that's kind of what it is. But like we are literally putting things out on the market for you to purchase 
to contribute to the great capitalistic machine um, mm-hmm. to get to know your your fellow being, your fellow human. Okay. And I'm just wondering, I kind of left it more abstract because I wanted to pick your brain a little bit about that. Like that the, there's some, I feel that there's some sort of connection here, especially in the last now almost two years with the pandemic, not being able to connect in the same ways, not being able to relish in life the same way and i i'm wondering if really like how is communication in itself connection uh the sanctity really of these little moments you can't program for that in ai all we have are these moments earl oh yeah we're getting deep so (laughs) so how where where do you think we go from here? Some of them are not. Some of them, um, so when you say these sanctities, some of them will be preserved. Some of them are not. Some of them we will lose forever and we're on the uh, other end of them. We are dying. The world yeah. is going to hell in a handbasket. Sherry Turkle, amazing woman, she mm-hmm. put out the book Reclaiming Conversation a couple of years ago, spoke about conversation, interpersonal communication, and how that is being lost, forgotten about in the age, in the digital age that we are in. And as someone that is a conversationalist that does this, Mm -hmm. capital T, loves this this with Mm -hmm. a capital T, Mm -hmm. does this and that with both capital T's. I I I let it go. I realized that again, a lot of this me being able to relax and get inside my real groove is acknowledging who I am, what it is I'm going to be able to do, and then realizing that that is not everyone else's story. Yeah. So when it comes to this communication, I bring you on the podcast because I know what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I bring. I mean, well, Keon is really his podcast. He started the podcast and it kind of <laughs> kind of became mine. I'm not even really gonna do this. Keon's but kind out of, of a job after yeah, this. Yeah, right. I mean, he's got he's got his own jobs. He's got his own stuff he's dealing with right, right now. But right, right, right. Uh I bring him on house? there. I brought my friend Mikey, my man Mo, my father, Jessica. Yeah. Like and the people I'm bringing on, I know that we're gonna be able to shut some phones off, if not just have them kind of close by, whatever the case is. Yeah. There are studies that show that if you have a phone sitting on the table and it's face up, meaning if a, if a notification goes off and I can see it, yeah. that the conversation's already going to be dampened. Not when the notification goes off. Right. No notification could go off. But the fact that the phone is sitting up upright. Just, just the peaking it, every it, now it and me, then. Exactly. Because what happens is if your phone is out mm-hmm. and I see that it's there and it's at, it's at arm's reach, it signals to me that you care about that phone and what could come through right. and that you have it at a moment's notice to be able to grab Always no matter grabbed. what this conversation has in store for us. Right. Which signals to me, she doesn't give as much of a fuck about what I'm about to say as I wish she would. Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't even talk. I shouldn't even get into the nitty gritty of things. Mm-hmm. So that keeps the conversation quite superficial. It is, there are studies that show that if a phone is out during conversation, it is 
much more. I don't know the percentage, but it is much more susceptible that that conversation is going to be more superficial. Right. Because no one wants to start giving themselves, giving their heart, yeah, their no, soul, their experiences. Yeah, more than that. And then a notification come up on your phone and you pick it up and just start scrolling. See it, all my It crushes people. Yeah. So I think that a lot of this is behind us. I think a lot of interpersonal communication in those, the sanctity of it yeah. is behind us. I mm. think that you will find people that still revere interpersonal communication yeah. the way that you do, but it's going to be few and far between. And that's just going to be what that is. It, it is what it, it is. It is what it is. Yeah. And that's, that's real shit. So that's really what it comes down to. When it comes down to the commodification of things, and if you're really asking me my idea about capitalism, Sort of way I feel about drugs. I've been high as fuck in my life. Yeah. You might get half this. But we, we've been high, <laughs> high as fuck in my life but to, to the point where the high wasn't fun. Yeah. The point, it's, it's been, it I, was I think like, I can count on one hand when that's happened. I've been high a lot. But there have been right. points in time where I've gotten high. And I'm like, what is, why am I this high when the yeah. person, so I was on the phone with my boy last night. He was like, you ever done dabs? And I was like, Ugh. I, listen. Not, Let's talk about that. Not for me, but when I saw it happen the first time, I didn't partake. I was like, oh shit. Like I saw a dude with a blowtorch and, yeah, like, and the shatter that it's called. This is very involved. I was like, oh, this is very participatory. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're having a lot of, yeah, this is very involved. Uh -huh. And then the next time I went out to a pop-up shop in D.C. when pop-up shops were like, the, it just came to D.C. Right. And it right, was right. just decriminalized. People were, oh my God. Like, oh, come buy oh. A fifty dollar T shirt, ranting and raving about the stickers you could go buy, and yeah. then what happened to come with the stickers was amazing. Who would have thought? First time I saw Starburst in cereal, in tacos, and all these things THC infused. Mm -hmm. First time I saw all this stuff, sort of stuff, and then I see, and one of my friends at the time, acquaintance, really said, "Hey Earl, you want to try some Sprite?" He called it. And I was like, Sprite. I liked Sprite growing up. I don't really drink soda these days, but yeah. what are you talking about? He was like, well, there's this dab. It's called Sprite. It's going to taste just like Sprite. Oh. First thing in my mind, which is why I got off of the little pens that everybody's running all yeah. around with, was why does this weed taste like Sprite? Yeah. That shouldn't How taste- How did this happen? That did, that's not natural. It's a plant. You didn't yes. grow Sprite. Exactly. Yes. So anyway, so the dude's lighting the thing up for me. Doing the whole thing that you do to yeah. light up a whole I rig. Know, I know exactly. And yeah. when you've ever, you, you look at a clean piece, a bowl, a bong, or what, a rig, whatever it is, you look at a clean piece that's completely clear, yeah. and you can see the milky smoke filling the chamber, and the, the dude's not pulling it yet. Yeah. You're just like, I don't think any more smoke can go in there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no more smoke. And I'm just sitting there inhaling. Yeah. Watching and then he life. lets it go. <gasps> that's exactly what happened. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> that's exactly what happened. I remember my first dab. 15 minutes later, my friends caught me out on the street talking to some homeless dude. Mm. I left the function. I'm just out on the street. Just I'm just talking to some homeless dude I'm sitting next to. Yeah. They We got in the car. All the left. social barriers come down after a certain high. Right. Which yeah. is great. Which is There's good. There's something great to that. To an extent. I didn't talk for the rest of the ride home. I was just looking. I'm in a different yeah. space. But there are times you can be high. The whole point I'm getting to is that there is an unhealthy involvement you can have with things in life, period. It doesn't matter what you Too give Too much me. of anything. Too much of anything can mm -hmm. be toxic. Yep. That's kind of my thing with capitalism. Mm. 
we live in a fantastic place and we're blessed for a million different reasons that people take for granted and they shit on the United States of America for a lot of things. Yes. But, or and, and, we have a lot of great things going for us. Yes. This capitalism thing, it's great. The free market and the way that we're able to commod- like commodify things are great. Yeah. But are you losing touch with some of the things underneath? Now, that the answer to that, just widespread, is yes. Yes. But you can have these cards, because it all came from this card game. I'm going somewhere with this. Yeah, yeah. Going I'm back to this card, this card game, you can commodify these sorts of things, but at the same time, be the sort of person that's going to have a healthy relationship with it. One, you mm-hmm. have to know that the com- commodification is happening. Yeah. So one, you have to be able to real- realize and acknowledge that. And then secondly, then it's how do I interact with the commodification of this thing? Mm-hmm. Do I allow it to just be that? Or can I still allow what maybe the people that created this wanted it to be mm-hmm. as well as making some money for themselves? Yeah. Can I connect with people? Can I allow this game for this night to be something connect connective? Yeah. Can I allow can I just it? just do the thing that I wanted it? Right. But at the same time, I purchased this thing. So I put a dollar amount on this experience. Yeah. To, yes. a, to a degree. And, and I think I that and I think that's OK. Mm-hmm. I think that's OK. I think to a certain degree, you're going to have to pay for some of the things that are going to help us connect. A lot of the times we're paying for the things Therapy. that are going to help us disconnect from each other. But. That's why I say everything in life is complex and it deserves these sort of long form conversations to talk about. Because, mm-hmm. yes, we do buy into and highly revere a bunch of things that are going to be the end of all of us. Yeah. But you can. It is possible to purchase things that are going to help bring us closer together. Yeah. And to give time and effort and, again, money into things that will connect us. So. That's just, it's, it's all it's Chinese philosophy of yin and yang is just, it's a wild thing, man. The balance is, is difficult, Yes. but I, but it can be achieved. Mm-hmm. I certainly do believe that it can be achieved. So those are my thoughts on the capitalism and commodifying <laughs> relationships and connectivity yeah. amongst human beings, you know, inherently social human beings. Something I think at the very beginning of this book is they say something about us not just being Hopo, homo, well, hopo, hopo, homo sapiens, but us also being what I believe she said was homo empathaticus, mm. which just is a fancy word for hardwired to connect and relate to one another. Right. And that's just what it is. We are just inherently social beings. So we want to connect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sometimes, yeah, we're going to go down the incorrect pathways to do such. Because yes. we're fiending for it so much. Sometimes you'll just, you'll take whatever's given yeah, to yeah. you. I'll, t- I'll take the surface level. And you'll pull that me. thread until yeah. there's nothing left. Yeah. But you're, it's but, but as I said before, and I just truly do believe people are coming with good intentions. Mm-hmm. They just don't know how to execute. Yeah. That's, that's really where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Thank you. Oh, uh, body that did. Yeah, I, I like. Woo, you wanted. Woo, How do I come back from that? Thank you. You don't want to know how you can come back from it? You can go smoke this J right now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> as well as Aaron. 
Earl. At the end of these, this is called the Any Last Words Pod. Mm-hmm. You have any idea what I'm about to ask you? What are your last words for the people, Aaron? This has been wildly enjoyable. Mm. This Ditto. has easily been the longest. I've never reached the three-hour mark. This is episode 82. Get up, 82. Give okay. it up, 82. Thank you for all the people that came, that have been listening this whole time. That Shout that, out. Yeah, couldn't, do, that are, couldn't do it like me, though. <laughs> <laughs> those are my last words. I didn't think that they would be. Your last words for the people, Aaron DeRay. Um, the enigmatic. The enigmatic. The soft-spoken but energetic. The sensitive but tough. The sensitive. The contradictory. But in contradictory, mysterious, the mythical. Um, I uh, we touched on it a couple of times, but one thing I just really want to hone in on, um, whatever you do. Go with compassion, truly. If that's all you have, if that's all you can contribute, let it be compassion. That's all. Bow, bow, bow. Nah, you done. Bow, bow. Nah, you done. That's it. That's bow, a bow. yeah. Just leave him with that. Yeah. I will say, it's had everything to do with the conversation, but little to do with the content within the conversation. Mm. People. This is me having conversation. You guys keep tuning in week after week. Cool. Keon, y'all know I've known since he was my boy mm. since sixth grade, seventh grade latest. Uh, I love that. Everyone else, they've been scattered about, but they've come here. Mm. These are my, my first real conversations with certain people. Definitely the most thorough of conversations because they don't get all the other sensory stimuli to distract them. Mm-hmm. Usually when you hang out with people, there's a bunch of other shit going on. Yeah. You come to my house, guess what? We're in it. It's us. Do you see any phones on this table? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just us. Mm -hmm. My shit on airplane mode. Yeah. DND right now. You already know. So, go out of your way to try to have some thorough conversation with someone. Even someone that's maybe unexpected. Again, a lot of these... That I bring on here, they're, they are probably for people that know me unexpected because they're like, I know the people that you know. Who the fuck is Aaron DeRay? There's a long you're list of people that I know. Yeah. And the, the, some, within this group of people, they're like, yo, I can't believe you didn't have these 20 people on yeah. before her. That ain't me. You like to keep them on your on their toes. You feel me? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So go out of your way and have some conversation with some people that otherwise you feel like you wouldn't have had a conversation with, or it's weird, it's awkward, it's whatever. You can have these sorts of conversations. This has been a fantastic conversation. Again, the most thorough, the most intimate, the most enlightening, elucidating Mm. conversation we've ever had. Yeah. The date. To date, to date, asterisk, to, to date. date, asterisk, yeah, caveat. I'll never see you again after this. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Enjoy. Any Thank last you. Words? Bye. Peace.